Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. All right, well, let's just get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. Producer Sarah is back. Welcome back, me. Wait, no, I don't. I didn't like how I said that. I want to take that back. Did you just welcome gonna, yourself back? I was going to welcome you back. <laughs> but you've been here. Um, I've been here. Cool. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you. It's nice to be back. Oh, nice. my gosh. Nice to be here. This is like such a relief because, you know, I hate doing the intros alone. I yeah, love having you to be a, someone I can just talk to. And it's so great to have you back. So thank you for being back. I like being back. It's nice to be back with my stepchild, intoxicated. <laughs> I was like, Mindy? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, right. The stepchild. That's right. That's right. Um, hey, guys. Um, before we get into uh, this week's episode, uh, a couple of things. So do make sure you're subscribed to the show. If you are like a newish listener, hit that subscribe button because that really helps. And we would like that. Um, also, if you like the show, you can leave an Apple Podcasts rating or review. I was gonna say leave a comment, but that's that's YouTube. You can eh? leave a comment on um on YouTube or yeah, comment on or YouTube Instagram and hit the bell. Ding 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 ding. Yes, really, yeah. really, just do anything. Um, all these little tiny actions really uh, make me want to stay alive. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, that's nice. You what's, really, what's you really like? help us out. You really help us out if, if you just engage in any way possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, Apple Podcasts rating or review subscribe on the youtube channel um make sure you're following intoxicated obviously on all the socials including tiktok Intoxic- oh we're on tiktok now In- intoxicated's on tiktok so That's give exciting. a follow over there the follower number is a little low so uh get we could it, use more tiktok there. followers um and of course uh i'd love to do another fucking call-in episode at some point yeah so get your voicemails in uh, through Speakpipe, or you can fill out the anonymous, 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 It's so hard to say. The talk line form. Anonymous. Anonymous. You did it. There it is. The anonymous form. If you want, if you don't want to call in, if you want to just like, you know, write me something weird and fucked up, you can do so on the talk line. So please do all of those things. And uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Sarah, you've been gone for a bit. This, there's no like way to like transition into this, but you've been going through some personal, really deep personal things. Yeah. Yeah. My dad died. No, I don't know how to like say that. Night there's no, yeah. there's no sugarcoating. <laughs> no, it. there's Please. no, yeah. there's no nice way to say it. Yeah. So yeah, I took a little time off from everything except for work, obviously. But yeah, and you should. Yeah, exactly. I told Sarah that she has one whole year um, <laughs> of free passes for bailing on plans for you know what for I mean, everything. like for everything because you, you you've been through the one of the worst things an adult can go through. Yep. So yeah, and you've been doing good. You've been, been doing hanging in there. 
You've been hanging in there. I've been doing all right. You've been it's doing been all right. right. It's we know how grief is. It's a mask. Like it's all internal. And yeah. And uh, even if people think you're doing good, you're probably not <laughs> doing good. And people have stopped asking me how I'm doing because like we just assume you're shitty all the time. So <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, oh my god, who said that? <laughs> like literally, almost everybody. I was uh, like, okay, cool. Well, this is a call to action. I think to anybody who um, is friends with someone who's lost a parent, check in. Check in, bro. Because uh, we need it. Check in, not just in the first week, first 24 hours. Like the first like, two weeks, like is a blur. Is, it doesn't, I want, and I'm not going to say it doesn't matter because it always matters, but like everyone's reaching out the first two weeks mm. and like everybody cares the first two weeks, but it's the month after, it's the two months That's after, right. it's the six months after, That's it's right. the birthdays, it's the yes. Father's Day, it's the Mother's Day, oh it's God, like so all right. those, right? So that's that's when we really need people and that's when people tend to. Tend to forget. Be there. Tend to, to forget. forget. Yeah. And like, I understand that people have lives and stuff like that. And like, I'm not holding anything against anybody, mm-hmm. but like, it's just like, it's just shit. It's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're probably going to get a bunch of intoxicated listeners giving you a virtual hug. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. You deserve it. And um, yeah here for you always and ugh, it's just it's just ugh. not it's just blech. that's oh, how stop. i feel i'm an aquarius i hate feelings <laughs> that's how i that's how i feel about death blech. yeah me too um but um it's great to have you back and hopefully we can do another like episode together like a call-in yeah, episode i'd love to do that so please get those voicemails and those questions and let's get into this week's episode so me and sarah can go down on the waterfront and eat some hot dogs Oh, fucking hot uh, dogs. Or a beaver tail. Oh, the, beaver are, tail. Are they open? Can I need to go eat a beaver tail and then come home and poop. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We're kicking it in, everybody. It's a great plan. This is a great uh, intro. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this week's guest would uh, appreciate great. this. <laughs> this week's guest. Oh, my gosh. This week's guest is Mr. Brandon Michael. Woo-hoo. Brandon was actually the first Halifax comedian I had on the podcast way back in the day. Um, so Heidi Brander would have been the first overall comedian. And then a couple weeks later, Brandon came on. Oh, so man. he was one of the first Halifax comics. He's an OG. To an OG, intoxicated OG. But he's been he's done uh, a couple other episodes with us. So he did one with Kyle. He did one with Durham. And that was actually the night of my first set. Because I'll never oh, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Because they were here and we're like, oh, we're going to go to D5 later. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go watch D5. <laughs> 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 Doing like a, like a four minute kidding. Set. <laughs> right. Did I say watch? I'm a do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So funny. Um, but yeah, no, Brandon is back on the podcast. And actually a lot, a big chunk of what we talked about on the episode was grief and losing somebody. Because as we know, I, I, I really do think once you lose somebody close to you, um, you'll never be the same. No, nope. and it, it unfortunately is something that bonds us all, um, whether it's a friend, parent, whatever. Um, so we we did talk a lot about that because Brandon is actually like a Halifax MVP in the Halifax scene. He's the best. He's the be- like. He's just such a sweet guy, such a sweetheart. Put together so many shows um, with Durham too, who's passed away, um, but like really built a lot of things from the ground up. Uh, Brandon's actually no longer living in Halifax. He's in. Montreal. Uh, he's cooler than all of us. He is way a, cooler. Yeah. Living in a cooler city. Uh, but everything he's built is still here. So that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and this was a very fun 
episode. Uh, we did talk, like I said, we talked about grief. We talked about the ups and downs of comedy. We really related on a lot of like the peaks and valleys, the really hard, yeah, the, the hard really things hard you go shit. through as a yeah. comedian that I think a lot of comedians don't always talk about because we want we want it to appear fun and glamorous. But is it? But it isn't. Yeah. And there's a lot of like a really real raw things that go on. So that was a really interesting part of this conversation. Uh, and I will say, everybody, this is when you might want to listen to the end. Yes. There's, there's some fun there's stuff at the end. There's a very fun surprise at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Please listen to all of it. Um. Oh, I got to I actually got to mention. Brandon has a podcast. Oh, yeah. And the name of that podcast, I have to pull it up because I'll forget it's a long name. Here we go, people. Uh, Brandon's podcast is called the Untitled Brandon Michael Podcast Project, colon, formerly known as the Brandon Michael Asparagus. <laughs> 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 so subscribe to that, uh, you know, like wherever you find podcasts. I think if you just type Untitled Brandon, it should, it pop, should up. Just pop up. Um, you can also follow Brandon Michael on Instagram at Stand Up Brandon. In the episode, he says that it's Brandon Michael was taken. That guy's always changing his username. We so, don't know anymore. So what you just got to do is follow him and... You'll stay up to date with all the usernames. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Up to date with all the usernames and the funny comedy clips he puts on there. And very funny comedy clips. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And very fun podcast. So check that out as well. Um, and honestly, really, that's about it. Actually, that's not all it. Just popping on here to let you all know that there is some static sounds on this episode. I have no idea what the issue is. I am sort of in the throes of troubleshooting it. And hopefully it will be fixed for future episodes. That's my hope. But yeah, just a warning on that. You'll hear some static pops every now and then. It's not your headphones. It's not your phone. It's the it's the podcast. So apologies for that. Now back to the episode. I've been I've just been uh, busy doing shows. I had a very busy week of shows last week that ended in me opening for James Mellinger. Woo! Woohoo! Imposter syndrome up the yin yang. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So much imposter syndrome, but I, I, you're fine. I'm fine. I was, I was very happy. And you did fucking amazing. I was you very happy it. with it. Yes. Thank you. So Sarah and Danielle came the second night. The first night I had like no friends there. And oddly enough, I think I did a bit better the first night. So God damn you for supporting me. I'm so, I'll never support you. It. I'll never support you again. How dare it's you? Fine. That's actually something we talked about in the episode. We talk about the idea of like performing for people you respect yeah. and how that's like very high pressure as a comedian. Um, yeah. But honestly, like I, uh, I had such a great weekend and I just want to say if James is listening, he, he's going to be a future guest. So uh, shout out to James Mullinger, uh, amazing person, gave me so much encouragement yeah, and like great pieces of advice you. and really pumped me up. And I do think sometimes we we need that and it's OK to stand in that. So that's my advice to all the comics out there. Let yourself stand in the light sometimes and then uh, go back to hating yourself at the next open mic. <laughs> that's that, that's, uh, that's great advice, Sarah. That's, Thank you so much for that. That's how it goes. <laughs> Well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in and please enjoy this week's episode with the hilarious Brandon Michael. Brandon Michael. Damn it, I want oh, to wait, say it the same oh, time. Let's do it again. Okay. Please enjoy this week's episode with the hilarious Brandon, Brandon Michael. Michael. Oh, we did it. 
try to slap me. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> oh my god, fuck. Oh my lord. Well, let's get into it. This is uh, this is great. I'm very excited for this one, everybody. I'm, I'm here with a very special guest, an OG. True OG. Yeah. Second ever comedian. Uh-huh, and you just had uh, Heidi on. Who's which the is first? Which is crazy timing. Yeah. Like it's really weird how that happened, but it happened, and I think there's a reason it happened. It's bringing me back to my roots. Yeah. Uh, but you are you were the so the the second ever comedian, first Halifax comedian. Yeah. Um, and you've been on. Let me see. Solo with with uh, Kyle. Kyle with Durham. With Durham. Were you on another time? There was also like a, uh, when you did the live stream, Kyle and I did like a, a thing right. on that. So kind of four. Yeah, so, so you're so like kind of four. Four. I'm going to say you're the f- a fourth time appearance. Say this is 4.5. Podcast. 3.5. 4. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Welcome back. It's Brandon well, thank Michael. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Brandon Michael's I'm here. so happy to be here. Oh my God. This is great. So you, you've moved away from us. Yeah. Um, now I'm back. Get in the true Halifax experience. Oh my God. So when so you would have moved? Was it November? It was yeah. It was Ish. yeah. Right at the end of October, I was gone. The last weekend of October is when I left. My goodness! And what yeah. prompted this? You're in Montreal now. What prompted yeah. the move um, to Montreal? Maya and I always we used to go to Montreal maybe two to three times a year, and we would always say every every time we'd go, we'd be like, "When Maya graduates, we're gonna move." Oh yes. And then she graduated and. COVID was like, felt like it was, we thought it was coming to an end. It doesn't feel like it ever will now, but like, we were like, it seems like an okay time. And then we just had the opportunity. So we're just like, let's, let's go for it. Let's do it. And I mean, it's not too far away from Halifax. You're you're pretty much twice now. Yeah. In in about, in about six months, I've been back twice. So not too bad. Not too bad at all. So what is Montreal like? So I've been there twice in my life, Mm -hmm. uh, both times in the winter. Seemed awesome when I was there. What? How? What do you? What do you think of it? I'm. How, how are you liking it? I, I mean, I, I. I'm from Quebec originally, so like, uh, but I'm not from Montreal, so I'm still pretty new to Montreal. So I'm not like an expert or anything, but mm. it's cool. I like it. The scene there is like, uh, kind of reminds me of Halifax. In oh, some really? Ways, but like a like a bigger Halifax. A bigger Halifax. Is like a lot more shows, mm-hmm. but. I still like fire off messages to be like, hey, when can I do a set here? And it's like, oh, in a month. Oh, shit. So, so you yeah, lots, how, lots of shows, but lots more people. Yeah. So you know you're, how Halifax gets that backlog sometimes where you're like, can take a long time to get on certain rooms. Yes. Yeah. It's very much so that way now. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think that there's a surge of newbies coming through. It seems like it. It certainly seems like it since I've been back. I have seen a couple shows where I like don't recognize a lot of the names. And do you know what? It's great. There's of those newbies, there's a good percentage of them that are really coming back constantly. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know how sometimes like someone will start and like, they'll do one set and then like, they won't do it again for like months. Yeah. There's a bunch of newbies that have like clearly like gotten the bug here and they're like now doing a bunch of other shows and they're John Pickett. Yeah. John yeah. Pickett. Fucking shout out to John Pickett. Yeah. What, a, what I, a gem. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I like don't remember the last time I met a comic. I was like such fast friends. Like, oh my goodness, this is just a really great guy. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. He's such a nice dude and very mm. funny. Good joke writer. Like great potential. The senior is growing in like a, 
awesome way. In an like awesome way. Seeing yeah. Dan come back and Claire yep. and uh, Luba. Got Luba and, now. Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. It's an equal amount of pros coming in and then newbies coming in. Mm -hmm, exactly. And then there's all of us in the middle going, ah, let's try to keep up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I feel we're still doing our best. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So Just was it floating. strange? Like, like going away and then coming back and, and seeing the, all these like new faces. Is that weird? Yeah, it's Must definitely, be. it's definitely interesting. It's, it's cool though. Like, I don't know. I, I, I really miss it in some ways. Cause I'm like, it's, it's cool to watch it grow. And like, yes. Yeah. I feel like I used to like, I'm just seeing so many people who I was like, Oh, if I was still here, I would be booking this person a bunch. Right. Yeah. Well, you gotta, Hey, like, and this is the thing you guys. So to catch everybody up, cause your last podcast appearance would have been two years ago. Mm -hmm. Your last podcast appearance with Durham was the night of my first set. So yeah, it would have been two years ago in July. Um, Cause I remember that. Cause yeah. it was that night that I did my first set. Yeah. I remember that um, as well. That's so fucking funny. But, um, but like you are a Halifax like MVP. Like you have set up so many shows here and you've like, you really put things in motion. I think for this scene to be where it is. Um, and you've done that and you did that as well with, with Durham. Yeah. So I, I do have to say that like, I got to give a lot of credit to that, to Durham. I got to give the, like the hustle behind that was, was Durham. I think that like, uh, he, he was the complete hustle and I was like more the, uh, like I would just could do a lot of logistics behind it. I was like, all right, well I'll make the, I'll make the poster. I'll set up the equipment. I'll right. whatever. But he was like, on the ground finding venues. He was a like, lot. you were like logistics mm. and maybe marketing. And then he would have been like the sales guy. Yeah, literally. Like guy. I, it's funny. <laughs> when, when we first got L started, um, he, we were living together and he came home. He's like, man, I just found this great room. Like, I think it'd be so good. I just got to convince them. And then I was like, all right, well I'll, I'll go down there. Like I'll go talk to them. And then I went down, talked to them and didn't really seem interested. They were like, yeah, okay, here's our email. Send us an email. And then I told him that. And uh, like two days later, he calls me. He's like, hey, so I just left Els and like they're in. We have a show, we have a show date booked. So he had a probably like a char charismaticness, charisma. You know, it's really that funny. really like, like won people over. Yeah. And I think <laughs> this is bad, but I think what helped is... One day he was like out and he was getting a bunch of really warm responses, like really like people who are interested. And then he left and he realized he was wearing his like rain, his like pride mask. Oh. <laughs> he was like, I really hope like I wasn't giving the impression that like, not because he doesn't want to be like misconstrued as gay, but like uh, uh, that he's like representing a community that he's not a part of. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> that's he was like, I hope that's not why they were saying yes to me in like hopes that... That's hilarious. Hey, it might have helped. Listen, you like can be. A, I feel like it probably did. You can be an ally. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, at least, ally. yeah, at least he's showing that he's an ally, which is a help. That's so funny, but like, that's so um, gotta say, very special to have um a friendship, but also like a partnership that works well together in terms of 
I hate using the word business, but business. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to use the word business in comedy. Yeah, no, the That's, dynamic was perfect. Like You worked well together. You complimented yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah, especially in the yeah. sense that I would always be like, freaking out about like oh no there's there's like there's six tickets sold the show is tomorrow what are we gonna do and then he would always be like that's ah, fine it's fine it's gonna work out and he would like to his credit he'd just call up random people he'd be like i haven't spoke to this person in a couple of years let me call them and offer them tickets oh my god the hustle yeah so the hustle. he always had like just this crazy way of being like all right well i'll, I'll find a way he would like one time he took a first aid class and was just airdropping the poster to people i heard this story that's so funny i like i'll tell everyone about like i've told like montreal comics when they were like talking about promoting shows i'm like airdrop it like if you're on this if you're on the metro just start sending it to people do you, and did people accept it because you have yeah, to accept oh, it yeah. yeah oh my god yeah we would do it at bars and stuff too like oh my god it was it was a really smart idea that's incredibly smart and like just the the confidence to be Someone who is like, come to this show, come like, and like be shameless about it and be very like, just like a go-getter about it. Not everyone has that. No. Like, I think a lot of comedians are very, um, like they're not the best at self-promotion because God, a, no. a lot of us think we're shit. Yeah. No, I, I never want to like, <laughs> I never want to bring people out to shows. It's like anytime I, someone's at a show that I know, yeah. I never invited them personally. Right. I know. It's I like they took it. the initiative because I'm like. I won't reach out to someone for that. I fucking get that so hard. I usually do far worse when I'm trying to impress friends or family. Yeah. Has has your how how much of your family has seen you do stand up? None and nothing. None and nothing. Do you think is it going to happen? Unless they came secretly and didn't tell me. Mm. But I um will it happen? Yeah, probably eventually, but I just I just don't I'm not I'm very honest about this. Like, I'm just not proud of my material yet. I would like my material to be better before my family sees me. Friends, I'm friends. I mean, I, mean, I welcome friends more. I think the family yeah. thing is just strange because um, I'm such a wildly different person outside of my family life, and I just think uh, breaking down that barrier would be a lot for me. Yeah, <laughs> I. It's kind of nice to rip the Band-Aid off, though. Oh, I mean, I bet you it would feel good, like, once you do it. My my parents saw my first set. Oh, my goodness gracious. And, like, my grandmother has been out to shows. Mm. Uh, one time, one time uh, Brittany Campbell was hosting, and she made a joke about, like, sucking dick. <laughs> and she goes, I don't know if your next comic sucks dick, and then brought me on stage. And I want to say, I was like, yeah, I suck dick. And then I immediately clued in that my grandmother was in the audience. Oh my God. But she like, she's chill. She loves it. She loves coming out to shows. I think that's my thing. I think I'm just, I'm just very insecure about it. Yeah. No, it is like, it, yeah. I'm very insecure about it. Friends, I'm not like, I mean, I haven't had friends, like non-comic friends or whatever, come to a comedy show and like, like, you know, like when you first star, it's like, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go see you. Yeah. And then it just like very much so quickly When are you on? What time? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I do have like a lot of Instagram people who are like always asking about like what what shows I'm doing and I tell them, never see them come. Yeah. Um, But like, I, 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 yeah, I think I just pick and choose what shows I like really pump out people too obviously mm-hmm. like i think if i ever closed a mic out i would want there to be a crowd yeah 
Yeah. So definitely. I would probably promote that. Yeah, for sure. Be like, this is still an open mic, but please come for me. Like, yeah. I need you now. Yeah. So definitely, not. it's a, it's a strange thing. I also just I don't. Do you um, do you find it awkward? performing in front of comedians that you very much so highly regard. Yeah. Oh my God. I hate it. Like <sighs> that stresses me out more than like anything. Like it really does. Bombing in front of like a comic that you really respect is like, a, yeah, I hate that feeling. It's like, would you rather die or do, or bomb in front of a comic? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh God, I bombed really badly in front of Mark Little and I really oh. love Mark Little. Fuck. Um, oh, he's God. like the biggest one that I could think of who I was like super, <laughs> di- but no. even like, I don't even like bombing in front of Travis. No, that's the worst too. Like that's not good. that makes me feel like, oh man, or like Dan or Dan. Like someone like that. So I was talking about this with uh, Scott McLean actually recently about how you'll notice like a lot of the pros, they're not. Uh, they're not, uh, and I mean this in the best way possible. This is actually a good thing. They're not overly generous with uh, the good job, good set, good job. No. Um, but for a reason, I yeah, think. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, when you do get even that little bit of a good job or a fist bump or, like, something after a show, it, like, means so much more because mm-hmm. they don't they do not do it for everybody. Yeah. And with Dan, and Dan, I know you're listening because you listen to every episode. I'll never say this to your face, but... Uh, I was like, I don't know if Dan, I don't know if Dan thinks I'm any good. And then uh, when I did the dark side mic this week, he gave me the first ever good job. And ah. I was like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, hold it together, Sarah. You're good. No, I, I know that feeling completely. I, yeah, it's the, it's, a, it's really nice. It's a really nice feeling. I remember once making Vaughn laugh and that was felt oh. really good. Oh. Would, oh, that would the, one really <laughs> the one time the one time you did it once that's more than a lot of people would have done uh, oh my god yeah that, that makes me sad I'll never hear that laugh I'll, I can picture his eye rolls though oh my god uh, Travis <laughs> Travis came up to me uh, at amateur night yucks and was like I sometimes play a game when a comic is on stage I I I picture when exactly Vaughn would would get up and go at first mouth <laughs> I was like, I don't think he'd even make it through my set. It would be the first, the first line out. He'd be gone. Oh <laughs> <Like>, my goodness. <laughs> we miss you, Bunny. We miss yeah. you, Vaughn. Um, oh my gosh. So let's get into assumptions. Let's do the assumptions segment. Let's do it. This is, this is a weird one because I, again, it stresses me out because I never want to offend anyone. I don't think I'll offend you with these. No, I also I asked, um, my co-producer Sarah, who couldn't be here today. I asked her for, for some assumptions too. And this was one that we disagreed on. So she had an assumption about you okay. that I actually, I disagreed, but I'll explain why I disagreed. So she assumed that you would have been the class clown. Oh, back in like high school, like younger years. Now, I don't necessarily see that with you, but I have a a theory behind that. And that is that most comedians weren't the class clown. I picture class clowns as like the guys that like become salesmen and stuff later in life. Yeah. I truly feel like a lot of comedians were probably more introverted and shy in high school. Which one's right? Was she right or was I right? She was right. No way. Yeah, oh, I like shit. to. I got in a lot of trouble in high school. Shit! Oh, you did. Yeah, I got in a lot of like 
Um, <laughs> I am the reason that uh, a teacher like moved to a different school. What? Yeah, because I just like him and I just had like a rivalry and we hated each other. But like in a, in, in a like you made fun of him way or like. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. Just- well, there was just like a lot of things I would do in his class. Like, uh, he, okay. So I won't say his last name, but the initial was M. Okay. And we would always say like, oh, he's a P-O-M, a pissed off, Black. let's say Mr. Okay. So he couldn't figure out what P-O-M meant. And he was like really angry about it. And he's like yelling at us one day and he's like, what does it mean? Is it piece of meat? <laughs> Um, what did I like? God, I would just like find anything I could do in his class. Like I, one time I asked to go to the bathroom and then I was just like walking around and I (laughs) noticed that the, uh, I noticed that the, the door to the, uh, costume room for theater was unlocked. So I like came back in a costume. Oh my God. Stop. So I would just do like a lot of things like that. Oh my God. Him and I just like had an, like such an intense rivalry and, he like the first day this was grade ten, no this was grade nine the first day of grade 10 i like got to school and went immediately to his room to go see like the first day of school and like the teacher who taught next door to him was like he's gone he's like <laughs> and he said he's like it's because of you guys he's like it's because of your class oh my god did anyone else egg you on with that like did you have a partner in crime oh, or we was all it just egged you? each other on like one guy just stole the clock off the wall <laughs> And then would like taunt him and be like, hey, do you know what time it is? And he'd be like, no, Derek, because someone stole the clock. Derek, Derek. Oh my God. Wow. So Sarah Nicole was right. Yeah. I you did were a the lot class of things clown. Like that. Yeah. Did you ever get, um, did you guys ever do those like most likely to? Uh, we things? did. We did. Did you ever get like a, what are they called? Surprise. Sur- Superlatives or superlatives? No. Superlatives? Yeah, that sounds better. Uh, <laughs> I know how it's pronounced, I mean? but I don't know what it means. <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, I think it's just like- Like some, a title like that? Yeah, uh, like most likely to succeed, most likely no, to be famous. I didn't, I, didn't get, uh, I didn't get any of those. I don't think I did either. No. There was a class clown one and I didn't get it. It was one of my friends who got it and that was a bone of contention with me. I was upset. <laughs> I took that one personally. Oh my God. Were you, um, so you were the, were you ever like always goofing off during class? Yeah. I just got like sent to the office a lot and like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything ever like serious. Like I never like gotten like a fight or like, right. Like did anything that would actually like, cause I knew as long as I kept it like pretty actually funny or like my parents wouldn't care. Right. If I wasn't like, harming myself or someone else they right. wouldn't really care they or like would, school property yeah yeah as yeah, long yeah, as it yeah. wasn't anything that was like dangerous then they had a pretty easy time with it oh, okay that's good yeah that's so funny okay so you were the class clown i don't know why i always think that it's always the people you don't expect to be comedians that become comedians it's like a fair assumption like i think a lot of i can't think of that many comics who i would be like they're probably like a class clown type like albert Oh, yeah. I could see Albert as being like a class clown type. Oh, I wonder. Oh, my God. I think he might have answered that on on an episode, past episode. But I can't remember if he was or wasn't. But that's that's actually a good one, too. Mm. I can see Chris being jerks to teachers. 
Yeah, I I could see Chris <laughs> having like an attitude. I could see him being. You would definitely have like a being, bit of an attitude. Being just yeah, I could see I could see that. No offense, Chris. Actually, all the offense, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris does have an attitude. <laughs> He's a dude. Um, Sarah also said, "Okay, actually, let me pull up her exact message. Um, let me see. Okay, so she also said." Um, that she assumes that you wanted to be an NBA player at some point. What? Okay. That's like when I was like young, like when I what? was, stop it. Really? When I was like, yeah, but like, I'm talking like young, like I played basketball in like <gasps> grade, like, I don't know, four or five and a hundred percent. If you would ask me what? in those years, what I wanted to be, it would have been an NBA player. Holy shit. Sarah Nicole is killing it. And I haven't gave a shit about basketball in like many, many years. So I'm- that's like a pretty wild like pull for her to get that. That's a wild pull. I don't know if she would have gotten that from the picture I posted last night, like where you said like that you're going to smoke everybody in basketball because uh, you looked really tall when you were standing at the window. Yeah. Um. That's so funny. Wow. Wow. Two for two. That's impressive. So, and so you don't care about basketball anymore. No, uh, I played a f- like the comics will play. Sometimes I played a few times. Uh, it's too, I'm, I'm too bad and it's too serious. <laughs> Like I'm sure that's a great that's a great reason. Yeah, I'm sure they would like not enjoy it. say it's not serious, but like to me it's like oh these guys care more than I'm willing to care. I think the thing about sports that stresses me out is just not being fully clear on like rules or like like do you know what I mean? Like it takes a lot of knowledge to like be good at sports yeah. and then to like physically do it and then also be like <laughs> You know stressed I, about messing up like it just doesn't seem fun you know what i like about sports mm. and i wish that like other things in comedy or Ooh. other things in life maybe maybe comedy had this is like there's a point where you just didn't make it you know what i mean yeah like there's a point where it's like oh you're never getting to the nhl and it would be nice to know if like yeah. in like in many things <laughs> like there wish there was like some sort of marker that it's like if you haven't done this by this it's clear cut it's not yeah you know what I, I see mean? what you mean it's so yeah, ambiguous it's, otherwise yeah it's a weird thing where when you're doing something like comedy you're still not very sure if well I mean I think because we don't it's a self-regulated thing we don't have bosses yeah. telling us how we're doing we can only go off of like our own I guess feelings of how we're doing, but also like we still don't know if like people are blowing smoke up our asses or not, if mm-hmm. compliments are genuine or even if laughter is genuine. Like that's a whole thing. Like a lot of people say, like, those were uh encouraging laughs, not real laughs. And I'm just like, but, 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 yeah. what's the difference? Yeah, no, it's so hard. Like <laughs> how are you sp- how are you ever supposed to know? You know what I mean? And it's like I don't know. You can be just satisfied with like having fun, but some people like, that's just not like enough. You know what I mean? It's just like, I would love to know Mm -hmm. if I'm wasting my time. You're I, that that's very real. I, I also feel like, and maybe you'd be a great person to talk to about this, but like, I do feel like there's some comedians who, they strive for certain goals. Like, you know, they want to get on JFL. They want to get on TV. They want to, and in order to do that, like they have to fit into all these like boxes of comedy, whether that's like corporate clean comedy Mm -hmm. or like TV clean. Like I I recently learned the different 
tiers of clean. Oh my gosh. And I didn't even pass the first one. No, like I wouldn't the, either. Like I wouldn't the, either. Yeah. The first one was like no sexual references. I was like, I'm done. I have a couple jokes that aren't about, and I'm trying to lean more into like mental health and yeah. being broke. Like I'm trying to, mm. I'm trying to get there. But I also am like, I much prefer being authentic. And yeah. if my authentic voice does not fit into what is considered success in comedy, then so be it. Like, that's just kind of how I see it. But like, that's could, a confusing thing. Yeah. I could like probably watch, I could watch and laugh at a, at a clean comic, like, yeah. but it's never going to be like my favorite. You know what I mean? Ding so it's like, thumb. why would I, why would I yeah. write something that it's like, yeah. Oh, if I wasn't watching this, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be my favorite. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I still don't, I still don't really know. What a goal. Do you have a goal in comedy or like a goal post that you want to hit in terms of success? Or are you just happy flying by the seat of your tail? You know, it's funny is like, this was literally going to be like in the what's wrong with me. Oh, oh, literally. Ooh. I was like so close to just quitting comedy. Oh, okay. Well, okay. We're going to park that. Let's park it. Okay. Let's finish the assumptions. Okay. Because these could also kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I also assumed... Okay, three more assumptions. I assume you have a list, whether it's in your brain or a physical list, of show ideas that got away. Like, you know how people have the one that got away? Yeah. I assume you have shows that got away. Mm -hmm. So, like, ideas, crazy ideas for shows. Yeah. That didn't Um, end up happening. I had this idea for a show, and I think we wanted to call it, I had, like, a logo design and everything. It was, like, I think it was called The Greatest Show on Legs. Or something. And um, I had a list of like 30 show ideas that were just like every week it was just going to be something different. And like um, I'm trying to trying to remember like good ones, but just like some of them were just ideas for like things that would that could happen just like off things like someone gets a haircut (laughs) or just like different things or like we do a book club. So I just had like (laughs) probably like 30 to 50 ideas that I was like. I would love to do this. But then the problem became like, where do you even host that? Where do you host it? What's the right venue? Yeah. Like, how do you like, where is going to, I wanted to find somewhere that would like let everyone just sit on the floor. Oh my God. I wanted the audience to just not have chairs. Everyone be on the sitting on the floor. It's like story time at school. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. Oh, well, you got to keep that list. You never know. They, they I might, still have it somewhere, definitely. It might happen someday. Yeah. You got to keep those things. I feel like you're somebody who probably is constantly coming up with like show ideas. Yeah. Not as not as much lately, but I definitely still have like a, just a folder somewhere with just like stupid ideas. Not stupid. Great. Yeah. Some of them are. Some of them They're are great. Great ideas that you're you'll make happen someday. Um, my other assumption was I'm going to assume you've been doing comedy how long? Uh, like four and a half years. I was gonna, oh, I, I would have guessed five, so I was close. Pretty close. Um, you have developed a tough skin in comedy. No. <laughs> you mean like you mean like things don't get to me? Yeah. No, no, I'm so fragile. Stop it! Really? <laughs> no, hundred percent. Okay. Well, this is what I love about the assumption segment because it's perception, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm super, I'm super sensitive. But is, is a lot of that internal? You don't put that. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Oh, words. Uh, I would say there's a group of 10 comics, maybe if that, who 
who probably know how know how sensitive I am. Got you. You vent your like your your feelings to those ten people, but yeah. you don't really let it show otherwise. Which I actually think is a very good thing in comedy because it's. Uh, I feel bad sometimes after I like just like rant about something or go off, especially mm. when I know that they might not agree. And then I'm just like, I shouldn't be putting this on them right now. My like <laughs> negativity and like <laughs> hatred towards, but they've also just helped me a lot. So that's nice. Well, it's good it's, to have those friends. It's really good to have a sounding board of people who can even just, le- even if they don't agree, just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know if that has gone down at all since Durham dying. Yeah. Yeah. Since like my negative, my ne- negativity. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, definitely. It's just like things don't feel as important. I think that's a dead friend thing. I, I truly do. I think that when someone you love dies, when you finally have that moment of like life is incredibly so fragile and precious, mm-hmm. you stop, Perspective. you stop sweating. And I wrote here, doesn't sweat the sweat, the small stuff anymore. Yeah, so I, much. it's definitely something that I'm like working hard not to sweat the small stuff as much. I actually literally in like a group chat yesterday, I was like, I'm going to hate for a second. And then I stopped myself. I was like, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to be positive. So there's two messages. The first one is like, I'm about to hate. And then it was like, <laughs> actually, you know what? Never mind. No, I'm, well, I'm not going to hate. But I think I think that you still can. Like, I, I do think that like when you've had this perspective shift, like you still can rant mm-hmm. but you then can easily pull yourself out of it and just go you can turn it around yeah. do you know what i mean at yeah. the end of it all and that's the important part i don't think i think we're all human and like it's just it's just gonna happen that we're gonna rant and be negative and be angry or sad or, or like whatever but it's that shift around of like well like one of the hardest things to ever happen to an adult has happened to you. Yeah. And, and so now, yeah, especially <laughs> what can hurt you now, you, like, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> at such a young age, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not like you hit your, your, your sixties and then, or your seventies. And like, you know, then you start losing. It's like you lose someone close to you in an, un, like so unjust, like, so unjust and makes not, no sense. Not, not supposed like, to happen. N- not at all. I, I, uh, I really do. I'll never forget when I found out that Durham passed away because I've never felt so, um, I was at work and visibly just could not, I had to go outside and like hyperventilate. Yeah. Cause I was so knocked off my feet and utterly shocked. Confusing. Confusing. So like it baffles me to this day. Like I was just like, Sometimes it just, you know what I mean? I'm sure you feel the same with Andrew. It's just like for a long time, it just feels like, oh, that was a, that was a horrible dream. What mm-hmm. a bad dream. Mm-hmm. But you know it's not. But it's like, what a bad dream. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And, it, and, and then it's like, and it's not. And you, it's the cheesiest thing to say, but it's like, it, grief will never leave you. It's, yeah. it's here for good. Mm-hmm. And um, really it is just time and stuff that helps you cope with it Yeah, as cheesy. And it's fu- such a fucking cliche thing to say, but I truly do think that like when you lose someone, it, it will change your perspective on the things you complain about. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um, 100%. And, I mean, I'll still have moments where I find myself like complaining about like the stupidest shit ever. Yeah. But I, yeah. You definitely catch yourself and be like, well, this isn't important. Like, yeah. Cause, because then you go back to that, that moment where mm. nothing else mattered, but the fact that you lost this yeah. person. 
Um, and it makes no sense at all. Like that was the most, con- <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I was baffled, completely baffled and still am. Yeah. Uh, but we're, listen, we're still here and we're, we're keeping it going for Durham. Cause I mean, yeah. Durham, Durham, um, again, MVP taken too soon from us. Oh yeah. Big time, big time MVP. Yeah. My gosh. Love and how it. are you doing with, how are you, you're obviously, you, um, your partner was also close with him. Mm-hmm. So you had somebody with you to grieve with, mm-hmm. which was nice. Cause you weren't here in Halifax when you found out. No, it was, it was weird being in, in Montreal. It was like, in some ways I'm sure it was beneficial to right. like not have, you know, it's like a really painful reminder sometimes. Like I drove past both of our apartments the other day mm-hmm. on the way to a show. And that was like, you know, that just really hits you. Um, Hard. Yeah. So it was probably nice to not have those reminders as like when it was very, very fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think doing the show at Dark Side helped. That was um, so great. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think that those two things have like been the. Yeah, I don't know. But being in Montreal has definitely like probably been probably been beneficial in terms of like having distractions sometimes. You're kind of you're apart from it enough to greet still grieve, but not be constantly bombarded. Uh, yeah, I think it's like certain certain things like I didn't have to didn't have to face them. Yeah. Like if I would have had to be doing comedy in Halifax sooner like it probably I I don't know how I would have it's nice to have like a long space yeah yeah and well that's the thing the thing about Durham was like he left such a footprint on the scene because it was hard to ever see a show poster without the guy's name on it Mm -hmm. he was on he was involved even the shows that he wasn't producing he was always doing time yeah um, such a hard worker and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, um, makes no sense. It's <laughs> yeah. the worst thing ever. And yeah. I, I feel for, I was not overly close with Durham, but I have like specific memories of him that like mm. really stick out to me. Um, more recently when, whenever I would show up to a show, <laughs> whenever I would show up to a show in a jean jacket, I have this new jean jacket. He was all, he always said, You've stolen Chris Olaf's wardrobe, and it always made me laugh. Even though he like he would, he would say that to me every time. And like, um, just, he was always like repeating bits, like yeah. reinforcing, yeah, like, reinforcing them. Yeah, like it would get to a point where it's like it's funny, it's funny, it's not funny, it's not funny, and then mm-hmm. it's even funnier because he's been do- he knew when to like keep pushing. Like he would always on Facebook, he would start out every message with "Hey, it's Durham." <laughs> It's like some, such a simple dry bit that's like pretty pretty funny, especially when it's like the fifteenth time. Yeah, yeah. Do you um? This might be too deep of a question, but like, were you someone who believed in like afterlife stuff like that before? I think I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I don't. I don't I still don't know what I truly think because mm-hmm. I've like I took a class in university called death. <laughs> I mean, hey, I would fucking take that class. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had back to back one semester love and then death. 
I fucking love that. It was it was really interesting. And we learned about a lot of different like it was a religion class. So we learned about a lot of different like perspectives on death. Yeah. And a, a lot of them have like aspects that sound nice and that I would like to believe. Like, I don't know. Reincarnation sounds really nice. Like it does. So I would highly recommend. Well, actually, would I recommend it? Um, maybe just think on this show. Um, I, I don't know if everyone should watch it, especially if you're in the throes of grief. But like, I'm I'm the type that for me, grieving, I want to know more about. Like, I'm the one who's like, I want to know more about death to help me get over it. Some people just go, I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to know. I don't mm. want to know. But I'm like, I'm the type that's like, tell me more, tell me more. There's a show on Netflix called Surviving Death. Okay. Which is about death. And like the episodes are like the first, I think two, the first one's about near death experiences. There's, um, there's some about like mediums. There's one about reincarnation. Okay. Like it's about specific subjects about death and it's very fascinating. It sounds interesting. Um, I'm just, I just can't get enough of it. I just love thinking about that type of thing and it's comforting to me. Um, but I know that it's not, yeah, it's comforting to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't really like the idea of like this person you love is totally gone. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. No, me idea. either. Me either. I, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Something about reincarnation is like really cool. A little peaceful. It would really suck if you came back as like an aunt or something. True. But then like how long are you lasting before? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, would you know, like that's the thing about reincarnation. It's like if you were reincarnated, I guess. You do hear of people who are like, so one of the episodes about reincarnation, like this little boy was just like, oh yeah, I used to be Timothy so-and-so. Like he just knew. Did you ever hear Durham's <laughs> he bit about like he didn't speak until, I don't, I don't remember exactly what age, but I want to say like three or something. And uh, he just started speaking like full form sentences and he would tell his mom that he knew her and he was a soldier. What? Who had I like, didn't know that. Who had like saved her or something. Yeah, he had like a, it was like a true, he told me the story, it was a true story and he like wrote a bit about it that I don't know how often he did it, but. Whoa. Yeah. Oh man. I definitely like, yeah, I should go, I have like, because I edited <laughs> that video, I have like 30 of his sets just on my computer. I should, I should try and find it and like. Please find it. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, there are things you can do to like tap into like past lives or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, super expensive to find out, but. <laughs> and like, and like. I don't know if I want to find out. There's no guarantee. That, there's no like, guarantee. That yeah. It's just, and then there's like people who are like new souls who are like just brand new, like kicking Those around. Those are the people who aren't depressed somehow. Then it must be <laughs> like new it souls. Must. Like they, they haven't had all this like traumatic experiences. It must be. But I, I do think, I do think essence, essence and spirit stays around. Like regardless, like Vaughn was atheist. Um, I like to say that he's too stubborn to haunt me. Cause I still have yet to experience any weird like things yeah. with him. Um, but I'm like one of these days, I'm going to connect with you somehow. I still would love to pay to see a, a medium and just see what happens. I'm still very curious about that. Yeah. I would honestly, I would do that too. That would, would be like, I don't think I would not because I would find, I don't think I would buy it. Like, I don't think I would take it, but I think there would be an opportunity for entertainment within it. Yes. Like, um, 
fucking Nikki Glazer just did a what's called a uh family oh fuck what was it called it's something about like tapping into your ancestors and what they did to like affect you now and she she was like wildly entertained by the whole process and like I guess Whitney Cummings like paid for her to do it and she was like even if nothing if you don't believe it just do it for the the material that you'll get out of yeah it. no exactly it's like <laughs> why not take on an experience like that it's like ripe for this is this maybe this may be weird podcast etiquette um, in terms of like bringing up random unrelated podcasts, <laughs> I but, love this. Uh, I was literally listening to an episode of a podcast with Nikki Glazer last night. Oh no way! Uh, and I'm pretty sure I noticed that you follow the podcast on Instagram. Do you oh, listen? To, do you listen to Blocked Party? I think I think that's one that I I wanted to listen to and probably have it. Oh, that's the one that's like you talk about who's blocked you, yeah, right? Yeah. I haven't listened yet, but okay. I want to listen. I would, yeah, I would recommend it. And she oh, she was a good she her episode was good. Oh damn! Is that all about like you? You specifically go on to talk about someone who blocked you? Yeah, there's like a few segments, but then that's like that's that's the oh, big one. But like, yeah, it's it's cool. very it's very good. I didn't realize she did Canadian, that. That's crazy. It's like Canadian podcast too. That's crazy. Oh my god. My God, I want to be big enough to be able to get a big guest like that. That would be the one insane. of the hosts like opens up for her in Vancouver all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. there it is. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I just know how she feels about podcasts. So I don't think I would ever want to ask her. Not a fan. Well, she like so I I listen to her daily podcast. It's just called the Nikki Glazer podcast. And yeah. It's essentially just like a radio show. But yeah. she's always been very honest about like how much she works and her schedule, how insane her schedule is and how it's just like, she'll have days where it's like podcast, 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 podcast. Mm -hmm. And like, it wears her out. Yeah. So like, I would never, I would would just be like, I don't want, I don't want to wear you out. Like, I would love to talk to you, but like, I don't want you to feel obligated to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's intimidating to like shoot the shot and be like, Hey, do you want to do this? Like, yeah. Getting shut down too. That, that sucks. Oh my God. Yeah, it yeah. does. That does. That's yeah. Oof. It's just, it's a weird thing. Cause like it is someone's time. Yeah. And to try not to take it personal, but it's like, oh, this sucks. This, this sucks. Yeah. More than like me. I'm like, I, anytime I've been like shot down for like asking someone, which I only can think of one real instance for a podcast. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'm interested to know. I don't know what I should say. Is it a local? No. Are they like, are they too big to know that you mentioned them on this show? Yeah. Okay, then mention it. John Doerr. <laughs> oh, shit. He shot you down. Uh, Does he have a podcast? No, I, uh, it's a weird story, but it's, oh my God. Uh, I met him after a show that he did a good robot. Yep. And he was extremely nice and was like, do you want to do a spot in tomorrow night show? And I was like, yeah, that would be incredible. And then uh, he took down my phone number and called me the next day and was like, hey, sorry, the timing is too tight. Like I asked the venue and we can't add anyone to the show. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, I was like, oh, I don't care at all. Like, thank you for it all reaching out for me. And he was like, oh, well, if you ever have any questions or anything, like you got my number. And then the next time he came into town, I sent him a message and I was like, hey, off chance. And he didn't answer. <laughs> oh, well, at least he didn't write back, who's this? Yeah, well. Do you think yeah. he deleted your number? Maybe. Oh, man. Oh, I don't, that- I don't like, I'm not offended by it. I just like <laughs> hope I didn't like inconvenience someone. Like, I mm. hope he wasn't like annoyed to get it to be like, oh, it's fucking 
<laughs> open micers podcast. That is like, well, number one, it's like, I guess you can take two kind of stances on it. Like, yeah, like, why not? Why not just put it out there and like whatever happens, happens. Yeah, shoot the shot. But I was it's like, so hard to not, when you admire someone like that, it would be hard to not get your hopes up. That's like my, f- like, potentially like my favorite comedian of all time. Oh my like, God, John Dorr's so good. Yeah. Oh my Just God. Like, yeah, he's he's up there for the biggest like influence on, yeah, uh, John Dorr is like my number one. Oh God damn, fuck. And actually that reminds me, um, when I met Whitney, she, when she signed my book, um, yeah, that's so cool. That's she. She gave me her assistant's email cool. because, like, when we had said like we're comics from Canada, mm-hmm. um, like she was then talking about like, oh, the next time that I'm close, like, like email for tickets, we'll get you tickets. And mm-hmm. then I said we're comics from Canada. And she said, oh, you'll have to do some. We'll try to get you some time too. That would be incredible. And I was like, I don't think I can follow up with you and ask for time. I think I'm too intimidated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I can do that. It's. <laughs> I would do it. I would, I would go for it. Like I would feel, I would feel horrible anxiety, but I would do it. Like I felt horrible anxiety about even asking him like, Hey, do you want to do this podcast? And like felt bad for, for like a while after like, ah, shit, I shouldn't have did that. But like ultimately I look back now and I'm like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Like like, it's, it's a blip on the radar. Yeah. I feel like everyone probably does something like that at some point where they like embarrass themselves to someone they admire. I've done that with Nathan McIntosh twice and I won't ever ask him again because the thing is with Nathan, when he comes in town, he's usually really busy and I always am just like, again, I just don't want to put more on your plate. Mm -hmm. My God, there's no one else I'd rather podcast with than Nathan McIntosh. Like I I love, like he's my John Doerr. (laughs) He's, yeah, he's Um, incredible. He's very funny. (laughs) Um, And I think I, I asked him a couple times, but like it's always just been like, like just very light. Like if you ever want to, mm-hmm. it's it's here. Like and, and I always just go like, let me know. And I kind of put it in their court. Yeah. Versus saying like, do you want to do the podcast on this day at this time? Like, which I think mm-hmm. would be a more like, yeah, aggressive way of asking. But mm-hmm. I, I I'm just I'm just I I get starstruck very easily. Yeah, I get starstruck too. I like. Oh my god. It's hard not to. It's it's it really is. It's, it's, it truly it's is. It's hard to be coy and just like. And talk to the person like another person and not this like person you have like on a pedestal. Yeah. I feel like I just like, this was a couple of years ago that happened with John Dorr. I feel like now if I saw like a big, I mean, I just like avoid, I just like kind of retreat a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I'm definitely the fan to like retreat and not like there's fans that like storm people. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I would hate that. Yeah. I, I would never hate storm so anyone. Much. I would like, I felt like, yeah, I feel, but I, oh, it's a bad look to like be the people flocking to someone. It's a really bad look. Especially when it's like a whole crew and it's like, oh, that has to be so annoying. Yep. Yep. There's like, there's definitely an etiquette, but then you know what? On the other side of things, there's also moments where you need to do it because it's your only chance to do it. Yeah. I mean, some people like love it too. And they're like someone is audacious enough and they like hit it just right. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like a story I always think of, you know, Tim and Eric. Yes. They like would just eat or they would just uh, mail tapes to like Bob Odenkirk. And that's how they like kind of got on the map is like him helping them because they just mailed him tapes. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it's like, 
that can justify that story can justify a lot for me. Um, I recently saw an article that was um, this business owner in Halifax who runs the Flotation Center. Her name okay. is Lindsay. Yeah. Um, wonderful place to to go and just chill out. Um, she applied to be on the Conan podcast because he has a segment. Where, where he, he talks a fan, right? exactly, and yeah. she got on it. She got on it. She, she got on it. She, so she recently recorded it. I don't know when it's coming out. Whoa! But that's she recorded so it like cool. remotely because, like, he talks about like like fans who have weird jobs, and she's like, yeah. "Well, I I put people in a dome thing and I let them float around water naked." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty weird job. And she said that he was like a joy. Like that's incredible. A total joy to talk to and wow. shit. So there you go. I'm I think can't, that, I can't wait to hear that. Isn't that wild? That's so awesome. And I think that that's that's a little different though, where it's like they're asking for fans. So like I I think if it was a situation like that, I would for sure like apply and shoot my shot. I feel like you know that's a scenario where they would never take a comic. <laughs> so many <laughs> comics probably apply, and it's like they're never gonna just take a comic, right? It's like yeah, we have access to the best comics in the world, or we could just pull <laughs> an open micer from Halifax. Yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, there you go. Shoot your shot in some cases if you feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that's great. Um, I'm I'd love to get to the next segment. So yeah. I I I skew this like this for a reason because at this point we're warmed up. Um I would love to hear your rant. Okay. I don't know how long this rant has to be. It can be as long okay. as you have time for. I got, I'm gonna put it on you. And you know what? And I actually have a couple of backup ideas too that I wrote down. Backups. Okay. <laughs> so, but the number one like issue that first came to mind is people got to stop ragging on me about wearing a shoelace for a belt. <laughs> Wait, do you? Where are you wearing it now? Yeah, absolutely. See, Look. shoelace belt. Shoelace belt. Shoelace belt. I hung out with uh, skateboarders a lot in high school, and that's what they do. <laughs> no way! Yeah, I, I, I'm not like I can skateboard, but I'm not good at it enough to be like doing tricks and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, I imagine that it might have something to do with like tr- you don't want to be like crouching and like oh, have an uncomfortable belt, yeah, or poverty. <laughs> that could be it too. But <laughs> side rant: belts never fit me properly either. No, I hate belts. Yeah, belts suck. And a shoelace belt is like... You can form it to you. Yeah, I love a shoelace belt. And like people <laughs> never will get on it. my case. I've never even thought of it until you said the word. People definitely are like, don't they don't like it. They take offense to the shoelace belt. What's what, What's their... What do you think their offense is? Um, the, the look of it? It probably doesn't help when like sometimes like the... the strings are just hanging down and like mm. but i don't know i oh my God, i kind of so lean into it and have the strings hang down <laughs> that is so funny on that subject i fucking hate shoelaces do you <laughs> yes. really do you wear slip-ons i hate shoes that have extra long shoelaces that you have to like oh, double triple yeah. like i it, it literally it bugs me so much yeah i is. want i want velcro shoes um to avoid shoelaces Backup one I had. One of uh, the rants. Why does no one know how often you're actually supposed to wash your hair? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you do you know what I mean though? Like yes, yeah. It's such conflicting information. Then you hear things like, "Oh, celebrities don't shower anymore." Have yeah. you heard that? And it's like, well, I don't know what to believe. Celebrities don't bathe their babies. 
Yeah. Fucking Duck Shepherd and Christian Bell came out with like they don't well they, their babies. Well they had said something that like well they had I think they came out saying that they don't bathe or shower that often. Babies they just are dirty. They just wash like the pits and like the crevices. Whoa. Which are like the important parts, I guess. Yeah. Um I as a woman probably don't shower as much as most women. No. Like I'll say it. How often like, do you wash your hair? I wash my hair like every third day. I feel like that's like standard. I feel like that's good. I know some people with longer hair that literally wash their hair every day and that's too much. Yeah. I feel like I wash my hair every two to three days. Two to three. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I also feel like it depends on your hair type. And if like you got oily hair, I I love a dry shampoo. Oh, dry shampoo is great. It's great, but it is so pricey and yeah. such a scam sometimes because you only get so many uses out of it. Yeah. But that is a very frustrating thing. And it's just funny to me that as adults, we still haven't figured it out. But <laughs> and my last two that I had, uh, why did Halifax make the bridge toll $1.25? I don't like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I'm saying I do know what I mean a lot, but I don't. That's such do. a awkward amount yes that is an awkward amount it's like you found a loony you still need fucking quarter yeah yeah that's very it should be one or two dollars yeah even if it was two dollars it would feel less greedy it would i don't even know why it's more money but it's like why don't they take debit two coins that's two coins is too much why don't they i don't like the idea of having change I, i never have change yeah no me either i never have change there should be an app I guess there's like the Mac pass, but yeah. Oh, that's true. But there should be an, I don't know. I feel like within the strides in technology, there should be a, an easier way. Same with um fucking bus tickets and bus passes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with, I mean, I don't take the bus in Montreal. I take like the subway everywhere. Oh, so jealous. But yeah. How much is the subway there? Uh, $3.50 a trip. Um, and then like a day passes 10 bucks. Uh, okay. A month is like 90. Okay. Uh, a week is 30. 90 a month. I mean, that's not that bad. It's not that bad, honestly. I mean, a like, bus pass here is 80. Yeah. And you like get, you also get access to the buses. Right. So oh, bus fuck yeah. and, and Metro for 90 bucks a month. That's honestly and, not bad. Yeah. And it's, you can get like anywhere you need to go. So, I mean, just subways in general are mind blowing to me. Yeah, they're they're like fun. It's they're like, so fun. Although I've had like scary experiences. Oh, have you? I was a couple of weeks ago. I was coming back from a, a concert, and it was like eleven or twelve at night. And I'm like standing there, and this guy is walking around, and he's like asking for change. And I didn't have any to, to give, uh, but I noticed the person in front of me didn't have any to give either. And they said no. And after he said no, he like punched like the wall. <gasps> And I was That's like, scary. oh no, like I can't help him either. So he comes up to me and asks me and I say, uh, I was like, no, I'm sorry. And he just like stands there and keeps staring at me for a few seconds. And then he walks around and then he walks away. But then he like turns around and starts walking back towards me. And I had my oh, hand no. up on like the pole and he walked up and like put his two fingers above my hand and started going like, just like this far above my hand. So I like took my hand down and then he started barking at me. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. This didn't punch you. No, he didn't punch me. And like, it was pretty crowded. I was kind of like, all right, well, like, if anything starts to get crazy, there's a lot of people here. Yeah. Surely they'll. Right. Yeah. 
some, someone will help you out or and then they, like he got off at the next stop so i like turned to maya and i was like did you just see that and she's like no i had my eyes closed <laughs> like, it's probably not the right way to go like you should probably be a little more careful and- <laughs> barking wow yeah, yeah. it's me. um i try to be sensitive to oh, people. Yeah. i try to be sensitive to people i see on the street that like i know are in bad circumstance but mm-hmm. sometimes it's really sometimes it's really scary yeah it can be scary definitely like instances that are just like he like when he punched the wall i'm like oh is I don't feel guilty about being scared right now. No, like, no, that's violent and scary. That, or if someone's like clearly like too, too drunk or something. Like mm-hmm. if I see someone like stumbling around, yeah, I get a little bit like on my toes. Like, yeah. 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 It's, uh, I work in the North end now and, okay. um, it is, interesting the characters you'll see there just like in broad daylight in the afternoon um like you know mike which one's he he's uh he always hangs out in front of um i want to say like uh what's the name of envy oh yeah 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 oh i probably know mike because i'm right around there yeah he he's always like out there dancing like he's 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 a character you'll meet he's he's harmless he's like Oh, I'll ask you for money or to use your phone or something, but he's. Oh damn! Was one time he, uh, I was going into local source, so like local source, small, expensive. Like I was really only going in there for like one thing. Probably I wouldn't. And he was like, "Hey, I, I need some." He's asking for help, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll get you." And he starts listing off like he's like, "Okay, can you get me uh, milk, eggs, <laughs> bread, <laughs> coffee?" The essentials. Chicken meat. And chicken, he, said, chicken he phrased meat. it as chicken meat, which I thought was really funny. And I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, this is a, I was like, it's really expensive in there. Like, I was like, I'll get you like milk and bread. I'm and on a eggs. budget. But like, I was like, I can't even afford to get like myself coffee in there. Like, yeah, it's a small and uh, he Frick. wasn't, he started negotiating. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Just the coffee and the eggs. <laughs> And you did it. Uh, I bought him a sandwich. Oh, well, nice compromise. I was like, you know what? This has dairy. It has chicken meat. It (laughs) has chicken meat. And then when I was in there, the girl was like, I was, Uh, she she like saw me talking and she was like, did he ask you for coffee? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, he's already had coffee today. Don't let him fool you. Oh my gosh. At least he's, he's asking for food. That's kind of nice. Yeah, shut up, no. Mike. He's shut up doing, to Mike. He's not doing anything wrong. There's another guy that walks around the north end and just yells at people a lot and walks with a very angry um, stance. Um, and I, that kind of freaks me out sometimes. I'm being honest, this could also be Mike. Did he have <laughs> blonde hair? <laughs> oh, no. Is As he Mike, younger? No. Okay, yeah. Uh, Different guy. Are we thinking of... Uh, I don't know this guy's name. The guy with the panda ears. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> he terrorizes people. I don't know this. Oh, oh he, wait. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking. No, it's not him. He There's- like shoved someone off a skateboard at the commons. Oh, fuck. Who, who was doing nothing. They were just like skateboarding down the path, like minding their own business. And they were like skated by him and he just like shoved them. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you gotta be careful out there, everybody. Um, it's, it's, it's a sad, scary world, but we got to look out for ourselves too at the same time, you know? So, 
Um, scary stuff. Oof, 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 oof. Any, any other rants, Brandon? Uh, no, no, I got everything <laughs> off my chest. You're ranted out. Yeah. Your rants were so specific. I love it. I love it so much. Um, okay, so let's get into the middle segment, the meaty one. Um, let's swing back to what's wrong with you. Yeah, as I <laughs> as I said earlier, I'll get right into it. I almost I literally almost quit comedy. Like when? Okay, so tell me when. Uh like over the past few months. Really? Yeah, I was like just done. I was just like um I went like a really long stretch where I felt like I didn't get any opportunities that I was excited about mm. or like Yeah, just, just I guess that was really it. I just was like I felt like I plateaued and I'm like, wasn't having fun. Uh, I just did <sighs> some sets in Montreal that were like, I had a couple good sets in Montreal, but I also had just a couple bad experiences. Oh, really? Yeah. I went to a mic and this guy was like obnoxiously like fake. Li- it was like a mic, no one there. And there's this one comic in the corner uh, who's just like obnoxiously fake laughing. And I'm a bullet and I'm just like, what's this guy's like? Oh my God. I was like, I, you you could tell that it's not genuine. So I like, I, I think I called attention and was like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, why are you laughing like that? And then after my set, I went outside to smoke and he came outside and I was like, Hey, how's it going? Just to like try and give him the benefit of the doubt. And he was just like, uh, and like walked away. And like, that just struck me. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't want to deal with this. No, that's. And that's like not even that bad. That's like realistically that's someone like lightly fucking with me. But I was just like in just when I was like in a new city and like was like, shit, I I worked really hard in Halifax and like why? Yeah. I was like, why did I leave again? Why? Why did I do this? Yeah. (laughs) Come here to, to only get this treatment. Fuck. I feel like, don't get me wrong, I've met nice people, had good experiences in Montreal. I, I really like it and I do like the scene, but I just had that. And then even before I left, I like last summer, I took a break for a while because I was like deciding whether I wanted to keep going. I feel like it wears on you, right? I mean, we've talked it's, about this. It, it's it's heavy. And the thing is, when it's not fun, I I had to literally write on a post-it note once, like you never signed a comedy contract. Like you actually don't have to do this. Yeah. No, it, it's not like obligated. you're working for comedy. It's not like someone hired you and said you have to show up and do your job. Mm-hmm. Um when it becomes not fun, it can be a very like I think Jordan Foyze used the word emotionally alienating. Yeah. I'm like, that's the best word that I can use to describe it. It's a very strange thing. To like do all this output, which is like time and energy. And like you're saying you're writing jokes and you're throwing it out there. And like then when the input isn't there, it is awful. And like you simultaneously know that like it shouldn't be making you feel this bad. You know what I mean? It's like comedy is so unimportant in the grand scheme of like life. You know what I mean? It's like. Yes. It's like you're not like. If it's making sometimes I'm like if it's making me this unhappy, like it's like, what is what is the purpose? What is the purpose? That's the, a great way to say it because I think, I mean, I think for some people, 
for example, like Travis knows that he that this is what he's gonna do. Yeah, it's like when when someone is young and they're like, I want to be a doctor, and so then their whole life is dedicated to being a doctor. Yeah, but I think a lot of us just get into comedy because like we just randomly were like, no, let's just try this thing, and then we're in it, and then when things get shitty, we don't see the purpose. Yeah, I definitely like. And I definitely growing up like want like heavily wanted to be my mom actually just found like a paper f- that I like was from some time in high school. And like one of the things I had to fill out was like, what is your dream job? And I literally wrote like stand up comedian like yeah. I've always wanted to do it. But then I went through a long period where I'm like, maybe it's not what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like mm-hmm. sometimes I really don't want to go down to like a dark, dingy bar where there's no guarantee there's going to be an audience where like, especially yeah. when I was like in a new scene, I'm like, I don't know. There's no guarantee that I'm going to like, cause it's a big enough scene that it's like, Oh, I could be on shows and not like anyone that I'm right. With. You know what I mean? And that's like a shitty feeling to like, you don't even have the community sense. Like the show starts your 10th and you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And like it's 10th doesn't sound that bad in some circumstances, but it's not like 10 three minute sets. It's like 10, like seven to 10 minute sets. So it's like a deep while and you're just sitting there. You don't know anyone. You're like, you know what I mean? That's can be such a grind. And I felt like I did it the first time in Halifax and it worked out. And then I got to Montreal and it, I wasn't giving it a fair shake. Oh yeah. And that's a whole other thing too. Right. With, when you when you're very hyper aware of your like like there's times where I'm just like I'm giving fifty percent yeah because that's all I can give right now yeah and I still have to give fifty percent and feel shitty about it yeah exactly and it's like yeah sometimes it's like there are it's also just that there are other paths in comedy there are other yes. like you know what I mean like yes. there are other things you can do that. I've like, I've written sketches and stuff that are more that I sometimes find like, Oh, completing this sketch was more satisfying than like a set at a bad mic. That's right. Yeah. I think people tend to forget that they tend to forget the other avenues that you could go about it, that you're still scratching an itch and incorporating comedy into your life, but in a different way than stand up, which is so like exhausting. Yeah. But on the flip side of all that, I got back here and did my first set and was instantly like, okay, I hyped it up way too. Cause I probably went two or three months in Montreal without doing a set. Um, right. And then I got back and I was like, oh, I hyped it up way too much. I just had like a blast. It like, it is still fun. I'm just in my own head too much. It is. And it's, and it's, we have to be aware of our mental states too, I think. And like give ourselves a break. I don't think breaks are bad. I think no. people should take breaks for their own sanity. Oh, for truly, sure. Especially in stand-up because there is this, I do firmly believe that like it's an art that like you need to do to get good at. Like you, you do need to do lots of shows and different kinds of shows and you need to do good shows, bad shows, open mics. Pay, like, you know what I mean? You have to, you have to, yeah. you have to dive in. But yeah. like, I do think that if you are in a bad, I firmly believe that you're, if you're in a bad mental headspace, it's not a overly healthy thing no, to force yourself it, to do. I think I've definitely been in, uh, just like ruts where I'm doing stand up and it's making it worse. Yes. It's that's making right. me like more like upset throughout my day. Like it's just 
yeah. it's not, there's, there's definitely these periods where it's not positively contributing. Yeah. Um, but there are also periods where it is. And I, I'm very honest in saying sometimes I hate it when the mentality is go and do bad because you'll learn something. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest, guys. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. it's, sometimes it's truly a show with one drunk guy and a bunch of comics who've seen you do it a thousand times who clearly aren't going to belly laugh at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you've wasted, um, maybe you haven't wasted a night because you are still doing your jokes and I guess practicing, but it feels like your night's a bit wasted. Also, I don't want to make that one drunk guy laugh. Like the fuck do I care if this one drunk, this guy who's yeah. hanging out alone at a bar yeah. and a dive bar at 10 PM. That's right. Like this guy's alone drinking for a reason. And, like, this, and this is specifically why I, whenever someone's upset about a Gus's set, I go, it's okay. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally a rite of passage to like, have that experience Mm -hmm. and it, I just, yeah, it is, uh, it is something that I've all, like, I think a lot of comedians have probably almost quit many times. Yeah. It's, uh, but is it something that you would formally, like, my thing is, is like, you can sometimes quit, but like maybe have enough people know that you quit. Like maybe it's just, you just don't do shows for a bit. And you take a little, it's like you're on a break. You didn't break up, but you're on a break. I, I probably would never be the type to make like a formal, be like, Hey, everyone, I statement. quit. Like, <laughs> because like, what am I quitting from? Like, you know what I mean? I'm quitting from doing like, so I, I would never like formally say I quit. I also don't know if I would ever stop making like, even if I stop doing stand up, which now I don't really like intend to. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'll probably go through a rut again where I might feel like it, but, um, I'll probably never stop creating funny things or trying yeah, to that, create funny things. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed different mediums. So like, I don't think I would ever quit comedy. I don't, I think it's, I think it's one of those things that like, if you're someone who hit it hard and you were in it and it was, it became you, I don't think you really can quit it. I think it's always going to be there. And it's just a matter of like, if you'll come back to it or not. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think like for someone like you, like, like, um, like so heavily involved in like always doing shows and stuff. Um, if you were someone who did decide to take a break, like, like people would be like, where's Brandon? Like people would want to know where yeah. you were. So it's almost like you do have to make a statement or like, which it just feels so funny to me. Like, like just this formal, like, yeah, I guess the way it would like manifest is like there was a day where I was feeling really like dramatic and I just happened to get a message from Martin that was just like, hey, do you want to do Gus sometime coming up? And I was just like, to be honest, I'm taking a like it wasn't like I, I obviously like I'll always be nice to Martin, but I was just like, <laughs> to be honest, man, I'm just taking a break right now. I'm just like, yeah. Whatever. And then he got back to me. He's like, oh, I hope everything's OK. And I did have to say, I was like, no, I'm just. I was like working as a PA on a show. So I'm like, no, I just like working a PA with a lot of night shoots. So I can't really like, right. Can't really do it right now. Yeah. I've, I've had that, those thoughts too, where I go like, what will I say to people if I just don't want to do a show versus I can't do a show? Yeah. Like what, what, what's the wording you use? Like, is it, I just need a break or I'm not performing currently or I'm focusing on writing right now. Like, like, yeah. like, like, 
like I don't know what it is. Because that's it the other thing. Weird. Is it like, feels so weird. It feels like if you let people know that. Yeah. It's like, all right, they're not gonna. You're out of their mind. They're not gonna book you. Like, or they or they won't think. My fear is always they won't think that I am taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. When in fact I'm taking it so seriously. You're t- yeah, you're taking it so seriously I'm, that it's like a detriment. That it, that's why I'm taking the break because it's actually eaten away at me. Yeah, no, I. That's exactly how I feel. Oh my god, I, I think Jordan Foyzy. Like, I think I asked Jordan on the podcast. Like, have you ever thought? I asked. I love asking people the question because I do think it's very common to want to quit. And he's like, No, I've never gotten to the point where I've like solemnly hung up the mic on a on a rack. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like it's like a black and white scene in a movie of like you're hanging up the mic, <laughs> putting it away. It's a sad thing, but I, I do think it's it's just it's just a hard. I don't think people realize how hard it is, and unfortunately, it's one of those arts that, like, uh, because of the validation that you get from it, and the yay, you're a comedian, yay, go make people laugh, and it's just like it feels weird to then go like, no, I just don't want to make you laugh anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I also hate uh, like the self promotion aspect yeah. of comedy like that like b- annoys me i'm just like oh i really have to like act like because like to me it's like i know that these things aren't important but it's like i almost feel like you have to act like they are yes and yes i don't know i just like even like most of the biggest opportunities i've ever gotten i've been like oh i i know this doesn't mean anything so it's like weird you know what i mean I do. Yeah. It's, it's strange to go. Yeah. It's a hard thing to word. Like it's, it's strange to talk yourself up about something that shouldn't mean anything, but you kind of have to talk it up to bring people to the show. But it also does mean something to it does. you. It's, it, like, it's not like it doesn't mean anything to me. I just know in right. the grand scheme of the world or in the grand scheme of like, I know I have friends with babies or I have like, mm-hmm. just like, well, this, the show is not actually important in the world. That's true. It's that, I think it comes back to that purpose thing. And it's like, what's, what's, what's everybody's purpose on this, on this earth? I, I always say that for me, um, life shouldn't just be about what you do. Um, it's when you're on your deathbed, are you going to be thinking about, I should have done 10 more mics or like, uh, I should have grinded more. Mm, yeah. um, or are you going to be thinking about the connections you made, the people, your relationships, which are, to me, that's the important Yeah, that's the most thing meaningful thing. That can come out of comedy is that community feeling and like the, the bonds you make. And, mm. and also like, even though it's emotionally alienating, it can also connect you with people who are like you, which is very valuable. Yeah, 100%. 100% it does. Like that's, and that's the other thing is like, one of the reasons I felt like I could even quit is because I was like, oh, I, I just made these friends that even if I quit, they'll always be my friends. Yeah. You know I mean? So I was like, maybe that's what I got out of stand up. And maybe that's what it is. Or it's I mean, I do think that it is probably so much more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the skill sets you gain in comedy, which can yeah. be very transferable to other things. Yeah. Um, and that that cares charisma which is truly you just gain more of it the more you do it yeah i yeah i literally think like yeah this this trip back is 
like I don't I'm I definitely am not gonna stop now Yay! because I've had a, such a great time this trip like it's, it's, you were just in the valley yeah literally like a, a valley peaks and valleys getting the message to like do the show opening for Kenny and Spenny is oh like God. what yes yeah so yeah. that's that's what I was like okay well clearly something was on the horizon and Honestly, I, I got to credit that one to Durham. So what? Okay, so tell everybody about this. Um, you've gotten this opportunity. How'd this happen? Uh, I So Durham, again, Dur Durham was the one who like made the connection and him and I worked together on the show, but we did a show at the Marquee uh, and the manager of the Marquee reached out and was just like, hey, I remember seeing you at blah, 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 like this show and... Uh, we need, uh, he's like, we have Kenny and Spenny coming to town and they asked for uh, two dirty comics. Oh my God. Like, and uh, I thought of you. Ah. So I was like, oh, cool. And then uh, Kirsten is the other one. Oh my God. That's amazing. So her and I were on that show together. I got to credit that one to Durham because he was the one who like put together that show. Fuck. So he pulled through again, got me another good gig. Oh my God, pulling through, constantly pulling through. And so, and then this is happening when? Uh, on Thursday, so the 28th. Holy shit, that's exciting. Yeah. That is, is like, so exciting. Are you a fan of those guys? Yeah, I love them. Like, seen like every episode of their show. I watched them a ton growing up. Like, I think I've, I literally remember like the first time I heard about them, I was like in like, I was in like grade, probably like six or seven or something like mm been around for a bit yeah they've been around for a long time holy shit so do you think are you someone who um feels pressure with something like that like are you the yeah type, big time yeah you feel some pressure yeah i like i want to get some uh i want to mic like microdose some mushrooms <laughs> and that's helped me with like nerves before oh, has and, it? yeah big time and I, I would recommend that to like anyone oh, shit. who I don't know how, if it would like interact with an SSRI, I used to be on an SSRI and like, I found that microdosing was more helpful to me than my SSRI. Interesting. Interesting. And it doesn't, it doesn't make you high or anything. No, it just no. makes you calm. Yeah. It's like weird. Like it's like, it's like an antidepressant on its best day. Interesting. You know I mean, you know, the day where you're like, oh, this is working. Like, <laughs> like I actually feel good. I have, I might have this, this thing coming up, but I feel equipped. Oh my God. I, I just, I, I'm not good with high pressure shows. Yeah. Me, me either. So that's why I'm like, well, that, I guess it's not that I'm not good with them. I mean, I've been a few times this past week where I've like just in the middle of the night, I'm just like, oh shit, I got to do this in less than a week. Like this is. The other thing is, uh, uh, I think it's going to be a rowdy crowd. Oh, I mean, I think that, I think, I think you're going to do amazing. Oh, well, I think I you're just going to, I, I, I think you will play off the energy and it's going to be great. Cause like, especially the marquee, it, there's a cool energy in that room. Oh, there's, you were on the show. The, the, um, the burlesque one. Yeah. 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 That was actually oddly enough, funny enough, when I think about like the times I felt best in comedy, that was one of my favorite shows. That, that I was had. a great show. That was a really, really great show. Those shows were all like that audience was so like just, yeah, they was, they were so ready to go. They were so it just from the beginning, like you'd think it would be hard yes. to compete with a, a burlesque dancer. <laughs> boobies. Yeah. But like <laughs> but jokes about boobies were just as good for them. 
Well, the thing is, is like that type of crowd, like the type of crowd who goes to concerts, shows at Marquee, they just appreciate the arts. Yeah. Yeah. In, in general. Whereas like, you know, open mics, like you might just get any fucking person in there. Who, Didn't even know there was going to be happening. And like, and that's the thing about the Marquee where it's such a historic like venue in Halifax. It just draws the right fucking people for entertainment. Yeah. It really, really does. Yeah. Although... I do think their fans are going to be rowdy. I'm hoping that I'm just, yeah, I'm hoping they're not, uh, who are, knows? Who are knows? you first? Like first? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm anxious to, to see. I'm, I'm, there's two shows, so I could see us switching. I could see like maybe one of them I'll go first. One of the other ones, Kirsten will go first. Do you like going first? I fucking hate it. I used to love it. And, mm. uh, because like, I was told for a long time, like, oh, it's a vote of confidence. Like they're, they're doing something nice. So I would yeah. take it on face value that, you know, it's a vote of confidence. And then I started like, eventually there was, when I started going later in shows, I realized like, oh, it actually is easier. Yeah. Like it's the yeah. di- like, I, I would be like, oh, you know, if you're going to do good, you're going to do good. But like, no, the difference is for sure there to get them like. You set the tone. Yeah. You really fucking, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, I got a message from my, from Ryan William actually being mm-hmm. like, is it, is it like, I should take it as a compliment that I keep asking to bullet. Right. And I was like, yes. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's a good thing. Like, like, of course, like I, I, like I, I've only bulleted like a couple times in my time in comedy <laughs> and I am, I'm, I perpetually say I am not a bullet. I, I'm not yet. Well, I'll get also- there. There's also just like certain type of, you know, if you're, you do, you do dark jokes sometimes. So sometimes a dark joke is just better suited for later on in a lineup. Or, or in the middle, you know? Yeah, like, later on in the middle. Like once you've had a few people test the waters, I would never put the darkest act first. No. So one thing that I'm kind of learning, because I'm, I also have a higher pressure gig first week in May. Uh, I am opening for James Mollinger at Yucks. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, and it's very nerve wracking because I, 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 it's gonna be great. I am, I am, I'm gonna do my best and without trying to alter my material too much. Um, but one thing I've noticed about like darker or like subjects that are a little more e, if you laugh when you say them (laughs) (laughs) on stage or you say it with a smile Mm -hmm. or like kind of. It kind of reassures people like that you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it can help. Yeah. That's something I've been doing lately and I've I've been finding that it helps a bit. But uh I don't know, that's just a stupid thing I've learned. But it's No, for sure. <sighs> you got to find something to make like yourself like more relatable. Yeah, you you got to you got to find that that one thing that's like going to help your delivery. Yes. Especially if it's like yeah, find that tool. I don't know that if a joke doesn't land, you might be able to try and save it or something. Something that works for you to like recover. Yeah, especially as the first act because it yeah. is—it's a high pressure spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in my case, like I don't—it's there's no host, so it's just me and then him. So it's it, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's truly a bit it's a bit nerve wracking for me. Yeah, I'm very excited, but also very. Uh, How long are you doing? I'm not sure. So that's the other thing. I think 10 men's, but like, oh, nice. but I wouldn't really want to do more than that because 
realistically speaking, I don't think I have a good enough more than that. <laughs> no, I feel you. I, I like it, it, it for a club, you know, like I, yeah, they said I, they were like 10 to, they were like 10 in the first show, 10 to 15 on the second. I'm like, it's going to be 10 both shows. I'm going to do 10 both shows. But you never know. You might, yeah. have, you might have fun and be able to slow down and have some fun with it. Yeah. The thing is, it's just such a big room that like crowd work isn't possible. And normally that would be the oh, thing that yeah. would, that would extend my set is if I could like talk to someone or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I am petrified of crowd work. Petrified. It's like, you just gotta like rip the bandaid off. I find like. Just dive in. Yeah. I just have something prepared to get out of it if it's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the other thing about like pseudo hosting or like being the first act. It's like, I do feel like I have to interact and I don't have a lot of experience with it. And to me, as a control freak, it's terrifying to go off course. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying it's, to me. It's a big risk. To go off course. It's a big risk. And it's something that like I think you gain experience with that the more you do it. But like, I just haven't, I have not uh, dipped my toe into that world. I admire comics you can admire it so much some people are just like natural crowd workers so good at it it's yeah and that's a very big gift to have by the way if you are someone who's like can pull off crowd work yeah that is a that's a skill that should be cherished yeah for sure you know um all right ooh 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 the segment that could get us canceled um the last segment brandon do you have an unpopular opinion? Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. I also came with multiple, but <laughs> this one, I'm between two. One that like, I don't want to like make comedians mad, but it's just a strong opinion I make have about comedy. Make them mad. Okay. Make them mad. I think that and I'm going to, I choose my words carefully because I was thinking about this earlier, but I think that stand up comedy is funnier when it's not trying to prove a point. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's better because, like, I think Travis proves a lot of points. Yes. And, like, you can't, you know, but Travis also has plenty of bits where he's, like, not proving a point, And that those might be, like, yes. my favorite. So it's just a personal thing, but it's your I personal think. Opinion, yes. That when you're not encumbered with the <laughs> stress of like having to incorporate this opinion. Yeah. Those are the bits that I enjoy watching the most. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like when someone says something that's like just so like, I don't want to use the word silly, but it's just like a thought that is so, so there's some comedian that uh fucking, I don't know who, who was uh, Whitney Com Cummings always mentions him. And she says that he has like a big, long 10 minute bit about mangoes. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Some stand up comedian like, that like just talks. And what comes to mind when you say that opinion is Steve Mackey. Yeah. Yeah. People that's a like good example. Steve Mackey who like, it's just so special and unique and like, you've never heard it before. And mm. it truly doesn't mean he's not like preaching some message yeah, or anything. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a distinction between like, <laughs> because I think when when they are making a good point, it just pulls it just pulls you out of it a little bit. Where you're just like, oh yeah, that's a really good point. Where if it's just like, there's not really anything to think about, even or it's just you know what I mean. I, I, I to me, 
No, I, yeah, that's a good one. That is, in my opinion. And the other thing I have written, well, I have a few, but uh, Love that. smoking cigarettes is cool. <laughs> and I don't smoke. <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes. You don't? No. Did, did you ever? No. Oh, shit. Yeah. I smoke weed, but I don't smoke Durham cigarettes. Durham smoked. Durham smoked occasionally. Like he would like go off and on. Right. Go back and forth between like sometimes he would have a pack and sometimes he wouldn't. Not it's, that consistent. It certainly looks cool when That's people smoke. That's what I mean. It does look cool. Like it's not going to make an uncool person look cool because there are like plenty of people who just like smoke. And, but there is something about when it's used as like an accessory for on a, on a really cool person where you're just like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool and poetic. And I, I'm just also jealous of like the fact that smokers just like are able to take breaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an event. Like if smoking wasn't so bad for you, oh my God, I would smoke. Right. Like, I've like, I've smoked cigarettes before and like, I literally enjoy it. <laughs> that's the other thing is just, I, I don't I do. do it because I know it's bad for me and I don't want to get addicted. Yeah. Like, I haven't smoked a cigarette in maybe five plus years, but being drunk and smoking a cigarette is fun. Yeah, it's it is really enjoyable. It is, and but you, and you smoke weed, right? Yeah. Um, that's not the same thing, though, right? In your mind? No, I think <laughs> not quite. <laughs> no, I don't think smoking weed like looks cool. No, which like, is so weird. Yeah, it's a weird distinction that like. A cigarette looks a lot cooler than a joint. It does. I don't know. A joint's just like, like a little wrinkly and like fun, funny shaped. Yeah. And it doesn't have like that classic, like, I don't know. That classic, I'm just chill. I'm cool. Well, like, I'm usually the best conversations that happen are between smokers. Someone could like throw their cigarette and get in a fight and like fighting's not cool. But you know what I mean? It's like that, like someone can have a cigarette and be like ready to go and like still like yeah. tough and whatever. But when someone has a joint, they're kind of like. <laughs> they're immobilized. Yeah, they're out of it for a little bit. And like. <laughs> yeah. It's not that they're not cool. But they're a different kind of cool. I got to smoke weed more. It, it, I, I really do. I, I do enjoy it quite a bit. I just don't do it that much. No, I I love weed. <laughs> I, I do. I don't know it why. It can I get in the way of though. It can get in the way. <sighs> like. I think that people think that there's like no unhealthy but relationships with weed, but there are definitely people with like unhealthy relationships with weed. Do you think, okay, can I ask you, do you think it is addictive? Um, Cause some people really don't think it is. I do, but in like the smallest way, like yeah, if I have, if I have weed in the house, I'm probably gonna smoke it at some point throughout the evening yeah but if and i always have weed now but <laughs> i picture I, a weed cupboard <laughs> uh jars I've Jar. jars nice but i'll like go to go like when i went to i went to italy with my parents a few years ago and i sm smoked weed at that point but like i went two weeks in italy without smoking weed and it was like fine Okay, that's so. Then I think if that's the case, you must have a very healthy relationship with it because I've known some people who are like different people and like they just can't go without it. Like, and that's what makes it not great. It's not that I wouldn't have enjoyed it, but I kind of like looked into like, can you get weed in Italy? Is it worth it? 
And it's like, to me, it's like, if there's any risk of getting in trouble yeah. in like a foreign place, then I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. I'm just no. like, I would rather just wait till I get home and do it. Like it's not worth it safely. Like, yeah. 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 Do you find it helps you with like, uh, joke writing and stuff? Like, does it make you creative creative? No, I think <laughs> that, <laughs> well, I don't I shouldn't say no, but like, I come up with a lot of bad ideas when I'm stoned, like <laughs> just like dumb premises that I'll like text to people. And then later on, like oh look back God. and be like, that's wasn't even that good. Like, do you, do you write ideas down on your phone and like your yeah. notes section? Yeah. Do you ever go back through those and just go, what the fuck and fuck? So the other day I actually like, um, went through all my notes in my phone and put all of my, like the joke. Oh ideas my into, God. Like, look at that. One, so these are all not bits that I do on stage. These are all just like ideas. Just that ideas that down. came to mind. Oh my God. So maybe a few of them I've, I've like tried, but most of them are just unfinished. Like this one says, I was watching a baking competition show and there was a Halloween themed episode. And one of the judges said, those cupcakes are very scary, which I just thought was funny. <laughs> she was like, she was judging the cupcakes and she's like, the cupcakes are very scary. <laughs> We have an observation I had last night when I was scrolling through TikTok and I get so many tarot card readings on TikTok, like tarot card readers that are like, if you came across this, this was meant for you. And and I found it funny because she opened it with saying, I get the feeling that you might be experiencing heartbreak. And I'm just like, of course, if you're coming up on my, if, if, if tarot card readings are directed to me on TikTok, there's probably heartbreak involved. Yeah. Like, like what a fucking safe assumption. Yeah, Jesus you're not Christ. breaking any grounds with that one. Really not. I get the feeling like uh, you might be wanting answers about something. <laughs> Oh, scammers. Yeah. Such scammers. Yeah. Do you have any other unpopular opinions? So smoking's cool. Uh, let me go back to my phone for one second. Smoking is cool. I do think that I don't do it, but, um, uh, no, not really. That was basically it. Do you think COVID's real? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no. Um, Oh, actually yeah. let's fucking talk about, I would love to, uh, Talk to you about the the fucking the slap, the, the Will, Will Smith. Smith slap. Oh my goodness! Um, what did what was going through your mind when you saw that? I think like I think hitting people is always like lame. Yeah, like I've never so been I'm... the type that's like, oh, there's a lot of the fights in my high school, and I was never the type who was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, it's, right? So inherently, I thought the slap itself was lame. Um, I think there's a lot of weird, like, there's a lot of weird aspects to it. Did you know that Chris Rock, like, directed a documentary about, like, black women's hair? No. Yeah, so I I hope that I'm not wrong about that, but I'm, like, pretty sure. I got to look this up really quick. Yeah, we'll fact While check I'm it. saying it. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he did that. And that's, like, a weird, that brings a weird part of it into me because, like, right. it feels like, maybe he would know not to have made the joke. Okay. So, so, not, so it's not necessarily about black women's hair, but it is a documentary 2009 called good hair prompted by a question from his young daughter. Comic Chris Rock sets out to explore the importance of hair and black culture. Um, Oh, so that was a point that was like, 
referenced to me pretty early just in something I was reading and that kind of like stuck with me. That being said, I'm just not the only strong feelings I have on it is that I don't like the people who are like, uh, shitting on the fact that they're in an open relationship. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Cause it's like, that feels weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, it doesn't have, it almost feels like, yeah. What does that have to do with anything? There's also a lot of like misogyny directed at Jada that I don't like. Mm. Um, like you could think she's a bad person, but just like, I don't know. That's, that she's like has control over him and stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. just like weird, weird opinions people seem to have directed at, at, yeah, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know why. I, I guess I don't follow the, the family, the Will, the, the Smith family close enough, but like, I don't, it seemed weird to me how much of it was about Jada when it was like him slapping. It was two men. It was like clearly an instance to me of like toxic masculinity where it's like he felt that he had to like protect Jada, who's like perfectly capable of protecting herself. Yep. Yep. So yep. it yep. did feel really weird to me to be like, why are we all like piling on Jada when like he was the one who got up and slapped her? He's responsible for his act. For his actions. Like she's not. I pop, I rarely pop off in Facebook comments and I had to with a couple of Facebook people coming in with hot takes about the slap. Yeah. One of them was like, it's all on Jada. If she hadn't made the face, a she face, because she she <laughs> I like don't agree she with that. she um made this look like when Chris gave the joke, like that she didn't like the joke, and when Will had seen her make the face, he had got up and done it, and I was like, what the fuck? Like everyone's responsible for their own actions. These are two adults, and Will Smith had every capability to not do that. Yeah, and he did. So this is nothing to do with her and like whatever, say what you will, about the relationship, but it's like, she, you're allowed to disprove of a joke. You're allowed to not like a joke. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to make a face at a joke, but like, but he, you're not allowed to hit someone. He, got, a joke. he physically got up yeah. and physically assaulted. A, like one of the best comedians. So yeah. So yeah. So I think Will was in the wrong. I don't like the joke. Like yeah. I've heard some people be like, oh, it's just a joke. Like I personally get why the joke was like important. It doesn't make me dislike Chris Rock or anything. Like I still think Chris Rock is funny, but like I didn't just didn't like the joke personally. Yeah. Uh, but obviously him hitting someone trumps that. And it's like, well now you're in the wrong. Like he maybe could have spun it in a way that it was like, you know, I, I didn't like that or could have, but like when you hit someone, it's like, oh, you're, you're over, you're done. Your points, your points <sighs> lost. Oh man. Just so fucking shocking. Like, it was the most like entertaining thing to happen to TV in a long time. I mean, it made the it was Oscars, right? Yeah, Oscars. Yeah. It it made the Oscars like a thing again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's for sure. I would be very curious to hear what Chris Rock has to say about. I'm about anxious it. to hear. Like me too. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, he's gonna have some really good material. I just can't imagine that being something that like you're now known for. Yeah, yeah, but he handled it so well. He really did. He, that's like, goes to show the shit that comics have to put up with sometimes that he just like knows how to navigate right. such a crazy situation where just like, cause I'm sure it's not the first time someone's like done something so crazy that it's thrown off a show. Like everyone's been in a show where something just. The so Kanye thing with Taylor wild. Swift. Yeah. 
Like yeah. him just getting up and interrupting her. Yeah. Like stuff like that is, is just, uh, it's, it's also just crazy to me that like some people are just allowed to storm a stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without that's security the other going, thing. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? That's the other thing. It's like, it's wild that like one thing that did make me really laugh, uh, <laughs> was Judd Apatow tweeted and he started with, he could have killed him. Which is like really funny because well he calmed down he slapped him he he wasn't gonna kill him yeah but he he tweeted and he started out with like he could have killed him and then he ended up like deleting the tweet because I oh think so God. many people were making fun of him um fucking one of my favorite comedians Rosebud Baker oh yeah Rosebud um she had actually um was part of something with Will because Will Smith did something about stand up a documentary or a, yeah i heard about that some sort of series or something or about like try stand up yeah and like she was involved with that so she would have met him and stuff um but she was just like it's funny that some comedians are now assuming that they're gonna get like physically assaulted now like yeah. we're so important like <laughs> now we're so important that we're at risk yeah yeah it's like that stance is kind of funny too that is funny stance but like- it is but it is like it, I think it does just go to show that it's still a very disrespected art form. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like I've never seen someone get like slapped on stage, but I know comics who've like had stuff thrown at them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like it hasn't happened to me, and I haven't seen it, but I've seen shows get disrupted in like major ways that it just like there's no way that to go forth normally. Yep. And there's tiers on levels, obviously. Like, I mean, one of the lowest levels would be like just talking during a comedian set. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, that's pretty disrespectful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then like, I have seen people get up and like walk towards the stage, uh, but I've never seen anyone get like physical. My God. I don't know. I I feel like as a woman, I would just be very terrified of that. It was Mackie on stage while it was happening. So probably one of the better people to. Oh, shit. Yeah. Be going up against asking for it. Yeah. I, Mackie handled it very well because the guy was clearly like pretty out of it. And he's yeah. like talking about his shadow. And Mackie's oh. like, what do you mean shadow? And then he walked up to the <laughs> oh stage. My God, I think I was there once. I think I was there for that one. Yeah. That was, was, that a, was where was shoe shop. that? I was there for that one. Yeah. That was I a remember crazy one. that. That was a, that was a really interesting one. Does anything stick out in your mind? You've done so many shows. Um, as like a show that like you'll like so, like something happened that was so insane that you'll just never forget that one for sure uh this is a complete like opposite end like not as bad uh one time i was at a show at yuck yucks the old yuck yucks and you know how they had like those tables in the back for comics to sit at like those folding like <laughs> yeah one time i was sitting at one and i put my arms on it and it just collapsed <laughs> and the show was going on <laughs> That was crazy. Like oh, the show shit. had just started. The host was up. I just like <laughs> happened to rest my arms on it and the table just collapsed. <laughs> that was, that was Did bad. Did the comedians notice on stage? No, it was so dark and it was very back of the room that like, I think it was Martin hosting, but the <laughs> comics on oh the God. show certainly got like a huge laugh out of it. Like, like. Because it's just like so embarrassing and so disruptive to like knock down an entire there's like glasses on it and like oh my I think I would die inside oh it was so embarrassing oh my god that's uh it's just it, it's and anything can happen yeah yeah in a show which is wild yeah I've had Fuck. yeah people just like or someone hits you with like a 
an insult at the right time that there's yes. no coming back from. Like, yes. Yeah, plenty of things like that happen. Chat, like audience members who who talk back at you. Yeah, I've seen that where it's like someone says something and uh, the audience will like, someone in the audience will just like have a quick quip that it like shouldn't encourage, but it actually, they just get them. And then a whole audience laughs and then it's like, oh, now you're, if you don't come back at the right thing, you're done. You're done. Do, do you feel good about how you handle hecklers? I'm only, no. I've only <laughs> been, I, I think I'm okay at doing like crowd work or whatever, but not in that situation. I hate, no, I hate getting that too. heckled, especially because anytime I've ever been heckled, once it's happened where someone was taking offense to a joke and like, that's a hard thing to navigate. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like, Ooh. uh, and another time I just said, made a comment about how I was stupid. And someone was like, yeah, I believe that. <gasps> and it was like one of the situations where I was like, e yeah, I almost feel like it's, Oh my God, it's tough. Cause like, I, I do feel like as comics, we almost have to have things ready to go. Mm. For that certain comes jokes, across so forced. It does come across, and it's like, I don't even, I don't even know. I I just hate going off, off route. It yeah. just fucks me up so bad. And some people are so good. Like Robbie destroys hecklers. Robbie is like, yeah. Shout out to Robbie because he's out. got a really tough thing to make work that he's like making work. You know what I mean? Just yes. Like I'm not gonna do that many jokes i'll go up and like talk about what happened today blah 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 and he's like finding a way to make it funny yeah and it's like very impressive because that and like yeah being um being stern and with audience members is that seems like my worst nightmare to just be like shut up <laughs> like, yeah like like just to be just to be like just to command the stage as as like no please stop talking. Like it's also not fun. It seems, it seems simple, but it's not. And it's, and it's not fun. It takes it's, you out of it to be like, it's really not. now you're just worried about like, did I just come across like a parent? Like, yeah. You know, when, yeah. When like your friend's mom yells at you and like the puts en energy is shifted too much. Puts a weird tone in the room. Yeah. Happened to me at Oasis recently. Like yeah, where I want to be quiet, where it was like these front fucking row table Ugh. of guys, just full blown conversation. And it, I, for the first time ever, I just went, what did you say? First time <laughs> ever. I was like, what did you say? And they were just like dead silent. Cause I don't, I don't think that they were expecting me to like, yeah. To call attention to it, to call attention to it. And then I was just like, Oh, you guys are just straight up talking. <laughs> My goodness, those people are the worst. People who talk. But people who talk suck. People who talk suck. Coming from two people who talk into into microphones right now. Yeah, it's um, it's a tricky thing to navigate. My God. Yeah. Oh, Brandon, we're coming on two hours. So holy moly. Yeah. Right. I flew by. That's the it's the fucking podcast time warp. Whoa. Let's do the time warp again. Um. I would love for you to tell people about your new podcast because I didn't mention it off the top. Yeah, so I just started a, well, I actually did it um, like the very beginning of the pandemic. First few months, I did a podcast called The Brandon Michael Asparagus. Uh, <laughs> oh, then, yes. What was uh, this? It was like just messing with people, essentially. <laughs> like 
finding different ways to like mess with people. Uh, and then I kind of just brought it back. Uh, so now I brought it back titled as the untitled Brandon Michael podcast project, formerly known as Brandon Michael asparagus, very long name. But if you type in untitled Brandon Michael podcast, actually, if project, you just type in untitled B, it should pop up. That's there, you which go. is good. A good sign. Um, so yeah, so I'm just like, I guess the story out the, the quick story that I'll tell to, uh, yeah. entice you is, uh, yeah. last summer, no, not last summer. What, what, again, when COVID first started, I started messaging rappers on Instagram, <laughs> um, saying like, Hey, I'm going to write a track to you. I'm going to diss you. Cause I wanted them to, uh, diss me. So I started making songs and sending them to them. <laughs> um, and I eventually did get someone to send me a song back and that's in the first episode. Oh and then God. in addition to that, there's just like, I don't know, prank phone calls. I um, love prank phone calls. Yeah. Oh Any kind God. of stupid audio bit. It's only I, 20 minutes, like 20 to 30 minutes. So it's so quick. Why do we not prank phone call people anymore? Yeah. Can we I, do it right now? Oh my God. But like, like, I guess what would be a good prank to do? Um, like, so I think of um, the Glazer podcast. They did one. They were like, let's see what would happen if we called one of our friends and just said, I just want to tell you that I love you. <laughs> I think my friends I are see. so sweet. Oh, my God. I For you specifically, I wonder what would happen. Oh, can um, we do this? This who? would be so funny. Who would be the funniest person? But you have to um, say it like very seriously. Um, Is there somebody that you call often? Robbie. Robbie, um, Robbie might be a good one. I was thinking Robbie or maybe Chris. Or, I do you have Chris's number? I actually don't. Yeah, I don't have Chris's number. I was just looking at my phone and I was shocked that like. I guess a messenger phone call. But like, um, I also I think low key, it's just funny because, and you'll appreciate this. I do feel like sometimes there's this attitude of like a friend is calling me because someone's died. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> Picking up the phone is scary. <laughs> Like I like, oh. like if Richard ever calls me again, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be funny um, though to call someone and just be like, "Hey, man, I just want to tell you that I, I I love you, man." I'm trying to look at my co my <laughs> contacts who are comics and who I think. Oh, I do have Chris's number. No, that can't be. Oh, never mind. <laughs> this is that's not the same Chris. Not the same Chris. Oh my God! <laughs> Someone I bought weed from once. <laughs> Can you imagine I just called this mistakenly thinking it's going to be Halef? Actually, let's do Robbie. Okay. Because I'm assuming that most of your phone calls to Robbie are like about show logistics. Uh, and Robbie's also not someone who I would clarify, like I would classify as emotional. So I think this could be very funny. You got to put him on speakerphone though. I don't know if he's going to pick up. He's he's at a show. Fuck. Oh, that's right. It is 7 p.m. Where yeah. is he? He's at the dark side? Yeah, he's at dark side. I don't Fuck. think he's going to. I was just thinking about that. I Should don't think try? he's going to pick up. Should we try? I don't want to. The thing is, <laughs> I don't want to disrupt him in show energy just to be like, you know what I mean? I don't want to disrupt him while he's like setting up to be like, hey, Robbie, love you. See, I, I find that I think that that would be the funniest thing. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do it. Let's just try it. Put him on okay. speaker and hold it up like kind of close to the mic. See if he answer. <laughs> Is it registering? Yeah. Hello. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good and yourself? Oh, you know, just living. <laughs> Everything okay? Yeah, I just want to say I love you. 
I love you too, buddy. Are you coming to the show? Uh, I'm not. I'm actually doing intoxicated right now. <laughs> and Sarah wanted me to call a friend and tell them that I love them. Oh, I love you too, buddy. All right, well, well, you're making a guest appearance on Intoxicated right now. I wish you could come to the show. We're almost sold out. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, well enjoy enjoy the rest of the talk about your gay feelings and shit. Hey, have a have a great show. All right, you too, buddy. See you, man. Right, bye. bye. <laughs> I figured he would say love you too. Oh my god! It's it's not the first time he we've said it. I'm delightfully surprised. Yeah, Robbie now, who, and I have a good relationship. Who and would have a funny response? If I had Halef's number, fuck me. He um, would. He would. Um, that that was my other thought with Robbie. I was like, he's gonna just take it genuine, and like, I mean, I'm being genuine. I do love Robbie, but that is so funny. Could we messenger call Chris? Um, yeah, I'll try. Oh my god! Oh okay. my god! Oh my god! I love this so much, Brandon. I'm living. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a sleepover. I don't know if he's gonna uh, if he's gonna answer, but. He's not going to answer. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be confusing him. He's going to be like, what? Hello? Hello? Hey, Brandon. Hey, bud. Just wanted to say love you. I love you. I love, I love you, too. Are you? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, just thinking about you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Thank Pardon? Oh, fuck. Is this a, I don't know how to handle things like this. Oh man, no, it's good. It's, it's nice. It shows our, what well, it shows the level we're at <laughs> that we just call each other like this. <laughs> I, 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 I love you too, buddy, but I feel like you're, I feel like this is a ruse. No, 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 no malintentions. No, no, no malintentions behind this. <laughs> no malintentions. Just. Well, Brandon. I love you too, and uh, yeah, no. Uh, despite what everybody says about you, I, I've never agreed with all of them, and I, I've always felt that you were great. I appreciate that. I appreciate you going about for me. Absolutely. Well, I mean, like you know, I just kind of sat silently and just disagreed. But yes, yes, absolutely. Well, that's 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 more than most. So that's why I love you. <laughs> I love you too, buddy. All right, have a good night. <laughs> you too, man. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> It's so funny it would be if I now called Chris and told him that I loved him. You know what's funny? Facebook asked me what I would rate that call. I said five stars. <laughs> I am. That was a five star call. I'm so pleasantly surprised by those two, the two picks that we made, how nice and emotional back to you they were. That's great. Yeah, that was good. That's Does a good that exercise. You feel good? Yeah, I feel I'm leaving. I'm feeling good now. It's a good exercise. <laughs> so nice. I guess there's no one that would really just be like, uh, "I don't love you." Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Can you imagine? I think I think I did make Chris uncomfortable. That's why I thought he was going to be a good pick, and I'm sure he's still confused right now as to what's going on. Please don't don't say a thing. Let's let's let this episode come out. This will be out not this Friday coming, the next Friday. Sweet. And yeah, it's, I'm going to assume that it's okay for me to air that audio. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was nice. He was, uh, yeah. God, so funny. Robbie didn't miss me. I love you too, man. Like, of, I mean, 
it's definitely okay to air Chris's audio. Of the two of them, Ravi was the one who called me gay. <laughs> It's okay. It's the end of the episode. Oh, it's Robbie too. The, the real troopers will will get to hear that treat. Yeah. But yeah, so everyone, please subscribe to Brandon's podcast. The name again, Brandon? Brandon, untitled, uh, well, untitled Brandon Michael podcast project, formerly known as Brandon Michael Asparagus. Okay. That's going to go right here in the video. Uh, U-B-M-P-P-F-K-A-B-M-A. That's a long acronym. It's a lot snippier to remember. <laughs> Just the acronym. <laughs> Wonder how, how it would sound if you said it aloud. Ooh. The acronym. B. The, mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, UBM is a tough start. Yeah. That's a tough one mm. to say. And where can people find you specifically on socials? And I actually changed up? my Instagram handle and it's now Brandon Michael was taken. I there didn't even mean go. to change it. I went to go check to see if that one was taken and it changed it. So I kept it. And are you trying to tell people that the old version of yourself has been captured by Neem Nielsen? No, I mean like the username. <laughs> the, the username Brandon Michael, that one was taken. I know, but Taken, the movie Taken. I never saw that movie. <laughs> Brandon Michael was taken. Um, Should I see it? <laughs> it's, I, I don't even think I've seen it. I just know the reference. Yeah, Damn. I just know the reference. Impressive. Um, but thank you so much for doing thank you this. For having this me. was so fun. Yeah, this was great. I I just love prank calling people now. I want to keep doing it. Well, tune in. I prank call people all the time. Oh my I've god! Never grown up. Fucking love that. Thank you so much, Brandon, for coming thank on. You. And uh, everyone, follow him. Stay tuned to what he's doing. And Brandon, you get to ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by The Messiness of Life. Oh, everybody's depressed. Next subject.